0: This is Urasawa Boys, a podcast where we read and discuss the works of uh, manga artist and author Naoki Urasawa. Uh, Right now, we're reading Monster, and Monster deals with a lot of dark and troubling topics and themes, so a list of content warnings is going to be available in the show notes. Thanks for listening.
1: That's not on the podcast, Arts <laughs> Quinn. It's important.
0: I'm Samuel Quinn Morris. I'm Matt Finell. Welcome back to welcome back to Urassau Boys the podcast. Where we welcome you back to the podcast Urassau Boys about. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> I was working on that while I was eating cereal a few minutes ago. How do you? Think? It's
1: way too hot, and I it's <laughs> my brain's not going to be able to keep up. We got to be careful.
0: Well, I well don't worry. We're not getting any more. Idiot- I didn't manage. I didn't have time. <laughs> uh in my in my three bowls of cereal to come up with more levels to the Matryoshka. Uh I'm pretty satisfied with so what I got. In yeah, the meantime, good. listeners, yeah. I've never been more sad that you were only listeners.
1: This is an audio medium.
0: <laughs> this is an audio medium. And it's a tragedy because Matt looks singular today. Um, <laughs> this fucking guy, let me let me just let me He's got is that Run, with run them through it? the look. Yeah, so so let's go from let's go from from bottom up right so, so he has got a sky blue shirt with these little like white pips on it nice. right on a nice and a little dots and a nice little pattern he's got he's got a tie it's kind of a gray green with these nice flowers on it white and red flowers oh and a great texture on that too i didn't notice i didn't notice the texture what's that what's that texture called there matt we uh,
1: well it's kind of like it's doing like a pointillism thing a little bit i don't know the, the flowers look is. like they're painted onto the tie it's my i've had this tie since high school this is one of my favorite ties oh it's
0: a great tie it goes very well yeah. with the shirt um and then so then we've got then we've got our our beefy like it's not quite walrus because it's not as big as that uh it doesn't like go down as far but it's it's walrus-esque big-y. yeah it's walrus-esque it's it's a it's I, you know what it is you know what it is it's a Reichwein mustache.
1: Oh, see, I was going mustache. for I was going for young Ron Burgundy because I've been rewatching that, Parks and Rec also, recently. Which or not Ron Burgundy, the, which, Ron, Swanson. Ron, Ron Swanson. Ron Burgundy has a mustache too.
0: It's similar, similar. It's more Swanson than Burgundy. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so then, then you come to the hair, which is swept over in perfect uh Sunday Sunday Service fashion, and this then leads us to the final piece which like this would be great on its own but then he's wearing these like gamer headphones with the mic right with a little cable <laughs> and that makes this man look like the most sports caster dude like this guy is oh, telling man, you yeah this guy is telling you that that it is the bottom of the ninth and you've got 15 yards to go and it's anybody's game
1: well yeah i was gonna say it's football night in america here as, as we get back into college football season, I, oh man, I've never, I, I, you know, like I am a casual sports fan is the thing. Like my brother, my dad, and my cousins are much more sports people um, living in the American South. College football is an institution here. Um, and it is a big yep, topic of yep. conversation in the office. I'm, I'm from
0: I'm from Chapel Hill, so if any if any listeners here also yeah, from Chapel the Hill, triangle, you will know yeah uh, from the triangle. We do. I only <laughs> say that for other people because nobody. Well, knows no, where Chapel I've picked Hill it is. up because now
1: I'm yeah. on I'm on calls with other people from as it would be the triangle. The, yeah. and I hear you all say it enough where I'm like, ooh ooh, ooh yeah, the triangle.
0: Well, I mean, it's just like nobody knows where Chapel Hill is. Nobody knows where Durham is. Only a few people know where Raleigh is. But you say the triangle, and everybody. I knows think where everyone that knows where Raleigh.
1: Is. Is. Is I mean, but maybe I'm just wrong because I grew up in Maryland and like Raleigh also, is close you also enough.
0: Work you also like work in the tech industry. Yeah. Like if you're in certain industries, the Triangle is a very recognizable. There we like, go. There location. we
1: go. Yeah. Um, um, but what I was going to say <laughs> was I have I am a casual sports fan. Like I like going to sports events. I never watch sports on TV. um I love going to baseball games. Love going to football games. My like a big part of my adult life has been listening to either podcasts or relatives talk about sports and remembering just enough of that so that I can repeat it in conversation at the office. And people are like, yes, no good. This is this is someone that we like and respect. This isn't a hippie liberal or a queer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) sorry to sorry to sorry to get a little hard right there at the beginning. So funny. (laughs) <laughs> God damn, that's so funny. Um, but yeah, no, sportscaster that that wasn't what I uh, that wasn't what I thought you were gonna say. But I I do like that. And I think you're right. I feel like I'm uh I'm a, a, an ESPN sportscaster right now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, I'm happy to tell you about our sponsors and uh whatever stats the stats guy has dug up for us. Have you ever thought? I don't know. Maybe this is just me. I think being the stats guy for a sports channel would be a fascinating job. Like, the amount of data that they... Because, like, you know, if you're ever watching sports, I think in the modern era, they throw up some wild stats about, like, every player. Whenever there's someone who's, like, a person of interest during a sports game, they will throw up stats where it's like, yeah, this guy's had uh, six interceptions in the last 18 games that he's played in this region on Thursdays when it's 67 degrees outside. Uh Um, So I, I just think, like, that is such an interesting... An interesting line of work to just be like, yeah, this is an interesting stat that I'm going to pull out and we're going to highlight, or this is just something stupid that I have the data to back up. Um, yeah. I, I think yeah, it's no, neat I think that fun. we live in a time where that's a thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a couple microphone-related apologies. One, okay. I just realized that my microphone has been turned up super high this whole time, so I just turned that down. So there's going to be that. Uh, there might also be some background noise. I don't know. And of course, like I moved recently. I'm in Iowa City and, and this room is very echoey. So listeners, my voice is a little bit warbly. We had to do some magic to make it not echo. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I got you.
1: some fun plugins um to yeah. do the editing on the last episode and I don't think it was super noticeable, like if, if you weren't us, like Matt and Quinn. But um I hope not. Yeah. Hopefully the audio quality isn't like, <laughs> you know, drastically terrible compared to earlier episodes but yeah. we're here we're we're ready to record there's some there's some fun stuff to talk about this week
0: yeah uh yeah there's some fun stuff uh one more piece of preamble before we jump into it uh um, i have
1: another after yours great so, Yeah, we're, we're yeah, really preamble preamble preamble, I'm, preamble. Feeling,
0: I'm feeling good about this episode we're it's the sunday we're energy yeah we're, we're firing on all cylinders here um i picked up armored core six last night
1: Oh, Fires of the so, Rubicon.
0: Yeah, that That's the one. That's the, the subtitle. One. <laughs> uh, I picked up uh, Baldur's Gate 3 um, a couple weeks ago and it turns out I don't really like playing the single player that much. Then I had to get a different single player game for my single player needs. And uh, I was up until 5 in the morning playing Mech Dress. Cool. I wasn't even playing missions. I need to stress this. I was not even piloting these mechs i was you were just just... making the mech no not even making because i'm so early in the game i barely have any parts to swap out what i decided to do is for each so basically i i really i like character customization right back when i used to play like borderlands 2 uh i would do like runs of borderlands 2 and for every side mission i would change my outfit to suit what that mission was about, right? So I love tailoring what... I love tailoring things to to other things. I love specificity. And so what I've decided to do for this game is... I design each mech after a bottle of alcohol.
1: After oh. a particular brand. Oh. Wow. Right?
0: And so, so in this game, there are like the biggest changes you can make to your playstyle as i understand it are the legs and your primary weapon right so basically each primary weapon type is a type of alcohol and then each leg type i'm going to make a different brand so right now i've got uh like like for example the assault rifles are all gins so I think I have, uh, I have Beefeeder, Tanqueray, and Citadel, which is a great, it's actually a really nice, um, French gin, good for mixing. Um, and so, so, not only am I painting them with the color schemes of the bottles, and often the heads are designed after the caps, but also, Armored Core has a very specific, like, decal creator like a really it's kind of shitty it's oh, super weird oh no it's super it's like a really weird graphic design interface and so what i do is i recreate the uh i i recreate like like the the name of the thing like like the logo and then also for like the chest area i recreate often the label itself um i have a whole i've i've made like 13 or 14 of those some bitches uh they take like 40 minutes each because of how obnoxious and finicky that that uh graphic design interface is it's absolutely wild
1: um this is insane you need to first of all you need to (laughs) well i looked up listeners may have heard me typing a little bit during an earlier part of this i had to look up i had to remember the director's name um, the director of Cowboy Bebop. This is a Shinichiro uh-huh. Watanabe ass piece of mech design <laughs> that you've done here, where where you have made you each so? of them a bottle of liquor. Um, yeah.
0: Let me let me just send you let me just send you one because I took screenshots yeah, yeah. of one of them just so you can see like the level of detail.
1: Live react to this.
0: Get, get get live react. This is one of the first ones that I realized I could do this for, and it is absolutely insane. Um, I'm I am so proud of it okay so so okay i'm sending you first i'm sending you the control right i'm sending you the bottle itself right and this okay is, that's tito's a bottle tito's of tito's. vodka right uh and in case you guys are wondering vodka is machine guns um so that's the blo- i
1: thought you said oh gin is assault rifles vodka is machine guns rifles. yes okay oh my gosh yeah yes yes <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> holy cow i know oh my gosh <laughs> listeners this is a one-to-one i mean i, this I, is... I actually did it <laughs> i actually did
0: it is the thing oh no
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh this is such a good bit this is such <laughs> a good bit
0: dude there's i got so many more of these
1: yeah, this is a Twitter thread gotta, that would go viral, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, because people that, love that like, where fingers it's like,
0: crossed, right? fingers crossed. yes,
1: yes, yeah. you just need to, this is, okay, well, now I'm going to get, it. Was, I saw, I, you know, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but TikTok, I do get screenshots of good tweets. And one of them was someone being like, algorithm, prime posting time, delaying tweets, my brother in Christ, you see me when, I, when you see me. It's in the hands of God right. and I am not praying. <laughs> Which <laughs> wow! I think is a fantastic phrase. It's a
0: good fucking line. Yeah, I
1: am man. Oh. Um, holy oh, cow! These man. robots. This is insane. This is this is so good. I mean, good for you. I'm a big I'm fan having, of this. I'm
0: having a good time.
1: I'll talk about Matt stuff for a second. Um I yeah, went to a country it's... music concert the other night. Uh one of our friends who we go to church with, he was he was working the door at a venue called Songbirds. Um, it was Josh Malloy. I had not heard of him before, but he put on a really good show. It's like, you wow. know, radio, pop, country music. Sure. It was fun. Um I got I got to I high five my buddy when I went in and he looked at my license, which is pre mustache, pre mullet. That's like I mean, I got that 2019. He's like, you look extremely different in this picture than you do right now. And I was like, yeah. He's like, the mustache is doing a lot for you. So, like I said, men continue to love the mustache. Don't think women like it very much. So we'll we'll see.
0: Literally anything about it except for Maya saying she hates it.
1: Uh, my mom also hates it. Um, okay, great. So yeah, happy birthday, two. mom. By two the for way, two on
0: this one. Oh, happy
1: birthday, mom. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, yeah, I you know I'll keep it around until I get tired of it. I think is where I'm at with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I bought some mustache wax online today, so I think that's gonna be the determining factor. Is like when that shows up, if I decide that I like the way that uh further care to it feels or not. Um. But I, I don't think it's going to last too much longer. I think mm-hmm. as we transition into the fall, the mustache will fall away. <laughs> um, you mentioned Baldur's Gate 3. I am also playing Baldur's Gate 3. We had a brief conversation about this yesterday. All of the female companions in Baldur's Gate 3 are Matt Vanell girlfriends. Um, mm-hmm. And on this, mm-hmm. on this first run, I am trying to woo Lazelle because um, she's mean and strong. And knows more than I do. So um, we're rolling through town, uh, (laughs) trying to find... I'm still in the first act, still very early. I installed some mods yesterday that let me move around with WASD and kind of control the camera with mouse. Um, The controller controls in that game are really good, but um, it's still... There's like just enough that you have to click on during combat where I don't really want to play with controller. So Uh these mods kind of let me split the difference. Um and that has made it already like a lot easier for me to navigate and kind of um feel out how to play this game. So I'm having a really good time with it. It's making me want to play fifth edition again, which like really all it takes is any mildly successful Dungeons and Dragons property. Like the movie was the same thing when that came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would I would like to play fifth edition again. Um great so, way
0: to play fifth edition.
1: Yeah, I'm having a I'm having yep. a really good time with it. Um totally. so you'll probably continue to hear more about that. um I think that's probably enough preamble. Oh, I think um, I think that's
0: enough. We hit almost twenty minutes. I'm calling that good for your yeah. Order.
1: Okay, I did want to say one thing before we. Well, I wanted to say two things as notes before we start. Matt,
0: what, what two things did you want to say?
1: Well, the first is related to in the past we have talked about what our next reading is going to be after we finish Monster, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd said it was going to be Pluto so we could line up with the release of the Netflix anime. Uh, the listeners. As I'm sure you're aware, uh, there's some labor action going on right now. The uh, Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA are both on strike as we record this episode. And SAG-AFTRA in particular has put out guidelines that are mostly aimed at the kind of rewatch podcasts that a lot of actors do that are very popular right now, you know, for shows like The Office, It's Always Sunny, um, etc., etc. But they have... They have requested um, that podcasts steer away from rewatch and coverage of things that were produced under the current agreement. Um, which, you know, I honestly don't know if anime and especially Netflix anime falls under that current agreement. Well, but the, it's, the it's reasoning in
0: association with Netflix Studios, right. Which is one of the struck studios, right? The reasoning
1: was, hey, for these things under the current contract, we don't want to drive traffic towards these studios that we're striking against. Yeah. So um, you know, we really don't fall into the people that they were aiming that suggestion at, but they've said like, hey, if you want to also follow these suggestions as an act of solidarity, that would be appreciated. Um a lot of podcasts that Quinn and I are a fan of have been following these these suggestions and, and guidelines. Um a more civilized age, shelf by genre, um, etc So what, what I think are,
0: what, what's NCA doing? Well they are were New doing games? Rebels
1: um oh, okay. star wars rebels which is disney well, what plus they,
0: what, oh that doesn't oh right struck. now oh, no, disney no no not struck yeah
1: well disney has structured they've okay. shifted to they're playing kotor is what they're
0: doing oh what a great what a great yeah. option. that's a beautiful. it's interesting
1: yeah. uh yeah yeah uh and so you know those those episodes are, are going to be cool for sure um they've i think they're halfway through the first planet in kotor which is about how much of that game that i've played um so, uh, in accordance with that, we're we are not going to be covering Pluto next. We're going to go back to our original plan for the second season, which is uh, Master Keaton. Um, so, I know that's kind of a big, seemingly last-minute shift. Um, we're going to play it by ear. We're going to see how it goes. Quinn, I know, just recently yeah. read through Master Keaton. Yeah. Uh, to while completion. I was
0: while I was hanging out at at Matt's house because Matt has yeah. the series and I still I got the print. Back yeah. when we
1: initially decided Master Keaton was going to be next. I've
0: read it. It's, it's super interesting. I think it has... I think, actually, it's a good thing to read after Monster. Because I think a lot of the stuff from Master Keaton, just like Urasawa, just picked it up and ran. Um, okay. In a like not, not all of it, but there's a few important things, especially near the end. Um, it's going to be a pretty different kind of a show to this one and in ways that I'm actually kind of excited about. Um, and I hope you guys are too. So, you know, keep an eye out for that in, what, like, three months? Is it three months? It's gonna be like
1: October, yeah, is is the thing, which... Seems further away than it should be with how near the end Oof. of monster we are, but it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be soon. Um, and yeah, October, like and I said,
0: in there. we might take it. Quinn we just read a, through
1: it. Yeah. So we'll have the same kind of dynamic of someone who knows what's coming, someone who doesn't. Um, cause I know that's, that's a kind of a, a crucial part of this show where I get to just like wildly say yeah. things and then sometimes be right. Um, and Quinn just has to be like, "Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so that, that was the first thing I wanted to touch on. Okay. Um, The second one, much, much, much smaller. This is more just kind of, as I was taking the notes for this chapter, it was something that I thought about, you know, because the podcast is an audio medium. The work that we're covering is a visual medium. Something that I realized that might not have been clear in our summaries of Nina's flashbacks um, in the past couple chapters, like since the start of the second half, is I mention a lot when I'm doing the summaries, there's kind of two men that I will mention. One of them is the man who reaches towards her and says, human beings can become anything. The other man is the man who sits in the front of the car and turns to her and says, you mustn't hide anything from him. So, those two men, you know, it's, it's been clear to us in the reading before. It's explicitly clear in the reading this week. Um, but I just, I just wanted to make it clear for people who might be listening and not reading the man who says human beings can become anything is Franz Bonaparte, and the man who says you mustn't hide anything from him is Peter Schapick
0: yeah
1: just as like it's, a clarification
0: it's also it's it's chopic. Chopic. It would what did i said Chopek. yeah yeah chopic? It, it would be okay. Chopek if it was the s with the thing
1: oh okay okay but it's the yeah. c so it's chop yeah Chopek. it's weird that it changes the p well i guess i was saying sha not cha okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's not the p that was changing <laughs> <It's> <laughs> i don't know not p. Yeah. yeah okay it's the it's
0: the other one um okay this is
1: a this is a long reading today did you note how many chapters it was
0: 10 10 it chapters? was 10 we've ten gone chapters. from
1: 8 to 9 to 10
0: that's true however it should be noted that the tenth shorter. chapter shorter here is teensy it's very very yeah. quick and it's kind of a recap chapter um god this reading
1: three I, segments is how i would describe man. it
0: yeah, well, well, the thing, like, last reading, you know, I was saying, like, oh, man, I don't remember how to take notes, or they're, like, oh, jeez, I don't have, I, I didn't take a lot of notes. This reading, I went crazy with the notes. Okay,
1: this is like, good, I'm glad you have a lot, because I was kind of, near the end of this one, I was like, I mean, this is just plot, I don't have oh, a lot sure. to well, say. Oh,
0: sure, well, near the end, it chills out a bit, but especially, like, like, the, first, like the first four, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, I think there's a, a number of things to talk about here.
1: yeah. So I'm excited stuff. to get into it. Yeah. Um, this um, is... In terms
0: of what this, what this reading is doing, um, do we have any? Do we have any like, man? So you said like three three segments. but uh go into that a bit.
1: Yeah. So there's kind of I think there's three distinct sections. One of them is like the follow up from the stuff we saw last time with uh, how, where we ended with Tenma with Milan um mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of the revelation that milan is also out to kill uh Chopic. uh so that's that's the first section then we get some detective stuff um that kind of it's a rerun at some stuff that we've seen before and now it really makes it explicit like here's how things are working um and some of the mechanics of how johan has been doing all these unrelated murders over the course of course of the story
0: mm-hmm.
1: um we do some solid detective work, and then the last set of chapters is just like a straight shot thriller episode of everyone's racing to a couple different locations, and things are happening very quickly um, as we as we line up for the end. And you know, I say this, I say this every time. There's one entire volume left from where this reading ends. I don't know how we have eighteen to twenty chapters left. Hmm. I don't know how we get two more episodes of stories, <laughs> Even if we wrap everything up in the next episode, and then have an episode of decompression, which like a lot of we don't, stories we will don't. do. i tell you this: that's not so. What this happens. just it just ends. This one just ends. Then is how Monster yeah. goes. Okay, I think there's right. be
0: like one chapter.
1: Wrap up. we're not doing the lord of the rings where we no. have you know 17 endings at the end of this no because i could see monster doing that well it, you know because we have, have
0: like some little epilogue stuff like i said it's one chapter maybe it's two i don't know we have so in
1: there. many characters that we've interacted with over the course of this story and yeah. it has already shown it likes to pull those people back in like when we had the spirit bomb for tenma chapters uh, we have everyone who today, we'd seen before you know yeah well uh... oh, we do
0: we have a pretty we have a pretty big yoinking someone back this reading we have a huge do one. We? massive what do vice Buck. oh See, you don't even remember him oh that's how big well a like because he
1: he wasn't a character before was the thing he was just someone who showed up now that he becomes me, a character that makes
0: it that makes it an even bigger yoink back yeah right? the fact yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that he got well pulled i in wasn't from,
1: think, i wasn't saying yeah. going back i was saying more like the the way that the spirit bomb for tenma chapter worked was not only are we seeing all these characters they are having like ends to their arcs is oh, what they're sure, doing. Sure. And it's okay, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's pushing forward the story. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's this is, oh, here's another guy who we haven't thought of in a long time who's back and has something interesting to do. Okay, right. Um, yeah. Different different things, different things. A little right. bit different. But yeah, I'm I'm so curious to see how this ends. So let's just Ooh. um let's, Dude, loved, let's just get into I
0: it. I love the ending. I can't <laughs> um okay. All right. Chapter one thirty two. Leave us in.
1: Beyond the Rooftops We open with a flashback. Peter Chopik moves to the Turkish Quarter and is welcomed by an unseen man. Chopik remarks that it reminds him of the place where he grew up and he'll make it his second home. In the present, Tenma and the kids throw paper airplanes. Tenma is really bad at making paper airplanes, but the kids tell him that Milans are great. They fly over the rooftops and Milan always says the same thing. Someday we'll fly away and visit all of the places everyone is from. Milan and Tenma then discussed Milan's mission to kill Chopik. Chopik moved to Frankfurt in 1989 after the fall of the communist regime in Czechoslovakia. He became a local German teacher working with the children of immigrants there, changing them with another evil reading group. The kids changed, many killed themselves, and a huge fight broke out among the survivors. The child believed to be the instigator was Milan's son, who killed himself after being questioned. Chopik escaped and joined the far-right nationalist movement and dedicated his life to destroying the Turkish Quarter through a bunch of different avenues, including the fire. Milan reveals that Chopik had five local leaders who opposed him, the family of the group now living with him, murdered, and for this, Chopik is going to kill him. Tenma and the kids make more airplanes, and the kids reveal that they know Milan's promises to visit their places that they're all from is just wishful thinking. Tenma agrees, but says that hope is important and throws a perfect paper airplane. In the night, Milan confronts Tenma, asking for his gun. Tenma tries to talk Milan out of it, saying his new family needs him, but Milan pulls Tenma's gun and asks again for his own gun, saying Tenma can't stop him because they're on similar missions. The chapter ends with the revelation. Milan feels responsible for what happened because he and Chopik grew up together, and Milan brought Chopik to Frankfurt. Yeah. Yeah. This
0: is it's good- chapter it's a really good chapter i think the really i think kind of the the really fun thing about it is that that ending revelation that we are the same you know that that it's not revenge it is atonement in the same oh, way yeah tenma feels what he's doing is atonement
1: well like I had forgotten. I at this point we're so far into the story that I had forget I sometimes it's easy to forget. Tenma is on this mission because he saved Johan's life at the beginning of the story, right? And it's like yeah. every time you remember it, it's like, oh shoot. Yeah, like that's why he just can't let this go. And like you said that it, I atonement is a very good way to put it. It's it's you know, it's the story that uh what, what was his name? The the sad man that Nina was friends with.
0: Oh, wow. the puppet boy. Oh man, I can't remember now I can't name. remember his name, oh man,
1: yeah, Darn. but you know he had his story about the devil and the the man who saved the devil and had to go kill him. It's like every time yeah. that that story gets brought up, I'm like, damn, yeah, that is a good pitch. I think that's why this story works so well um, yeah it's, it's, it's really rock solid yeah the at the core,
0: um, yeah, yep, uh what was it um, right, so yeah, and then like learning about Milan's son. It's such a good
1: deployed piece of backstory where it's like, it's this thing. It's like we get so much exposition at once, right? And it's like, it feels fully formed and like, you know, probably this wasn't there from the start. But it's so easy to believe like, yeah, this has always been in play. And like, we're just dropping this in. And yes, it's a lot of exposition all at once, but I think all of it is good. And just like, every twist and turn in the piece of exposition just makes you feel worse, right? Like... I brought him yeah. here. He started another reading group. The kids got worse. It was my son. Like, yeah, you know, it's
0: it keeps it keeps escalating, and that it's yeah, it's that final gut punch. You know, it would be. I don't think it would hit anywhere near the same if it wasn't his son. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were, you know, where we we talked before about they're blackpilling the kids. Um, and I think what we see here, this is actually really, really important. The kids started killing themselves um and and there was a massacre right this is very important because this means johan didn't invent this move
1: right i mean because i guess the only other time we well i guess we've seen a massacre this would be the third one we've seen then because we there's the one from kinderheim 511 there's the one in the mansion where presumably Mm -hmm. everyone was poisoned yeah and then there's this one yeah, so it's but, like whatever this black pilling is just leads to, this nihilism yeah. leads to people tearing each other apart. Exactly,
0: exactly. But but it's important because it means that Johan isn't some, like he is a unique genius, but he is not the unique genius. He learned this
1: move. And he specifically says that later. He says the monster was not, for, yes. sorry to jump ahead, he but says, no, he says the monster isn't inside right. of me. Yep. The monster was from outside.
0: Yes, and that um, is that's really important because that's a fundamental uh reworking of of how we see johan right that's this is something that's very important to how we conceptualize johan as a character um mm-hmm. and as an object of evil uh and so the fact that he didn't invent this that it's not coming you know springing from his thigh fully formed uh really really important
1: yeah because i guess that becomes that's be. like the driving factor of that as we're racing towards the end is whose plan is this is the thing yes. that people keep saying Ooh, yeah yeah um so yeah it's good and uh, yeah th- so the note i add here was okay so we know that peter Chopic becomes involved with the far right kind of neo-nazi movement um white nationalism like white german nationalism and it's, I think it's very interesting that his reading group here is like a German as a second language group for children of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's like the same tactics that are being deployed for this idea of white supremacy and nationalism, but it's working on people who I think those people in those groups would hate. I I don't know. I don't know if I have a fully formed thought here on I what's going think, on, why this tactics I, being deployed.
0: I don't think Chapek I could be wrong, but it seems to me that Chapek allies himself with the white supremacists out of convenience, not okay. out of belief.
1: Yeah. I think you're right, especially based on a conversation that they have in the next chapter. It, it, like yeah. you said, it's, convenience seems right because it's like it's the way that Milan tells it is he the only reason that we didn't kill him, like that we didn't lynch him in the street was he's, you know, scampered away and allied up with these white nationalists who would protect him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's some good. Uh, there's a couple of great visual things here. Uh, Love the airplane there's... stuff. Yeah, I think it'd be tacky. Stuff is amazing.
1: That's some Denny O'Neill shit. Like, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. but it it really works for me. Like I love especially
0: how Denny O'Neill is our like shorthand for slightly overwrought metaphor. Oh
1: yeah. I mean he it's like saccharin and just yeah. like, you know, hitting it in the face with how obvious it is. But yeah. it's just always every time you read it, you're like, man, that works. It works. Um, like there's
0: a bit here. I have a couple notes on paper planes where Like there's one bit where there's a panel of a door slam and then the next panel is like a paper plane falling right to right down, you know, and it's like, oh, oh, that's good. And then later, there's an amazing one, you know, uh, where bulldozer. Yes, the Yes, they like, they follow, it's so cinematic, it's so mm-hmm. like movie, you know, they follow the, the good paper plane that they threw, they, the camera follows it and it lands in a construction site where they're tearing down the Turkish quarter and, and the bulldozer just crunch.
1: A worse comic would end on that panel, but then Monster continues to go and we have another scene where it's like, we have Milan and Tenma having this confrontation, right? About like, what yeah. are we going to do? Like, okay, where do we go from here? It's just, like, it's such a good image. And, like, I don't know. The conversation that Tema has with the kids, I really like the fact that the kids are, like, you know, these are young children. But even they know, like, this thing that Milan tells them about, like, one day we're going to go back to where we're all from. We're going to be this big, happy family. Like, they even know, like, they're like, yeah, you know, we know that's wishful thinking. We go along with it because... You know, it's something that he cares about. And yeah. Tenma's like, you know what? Maybe it is wishful thinking, but that doesn't mean that it's not important. Yeah. It's this lesson of hope that he learned from, you know, prison escapee man. <laughs> Another character <laughs> yeah. whose name I will not remember. Oh, God. We're,
0: yeah, we are reaching the point where... Don't even try. There's too there's many. T- there's too many of these guys. The minor um,
1: characters, as much as we okay. like them, can't remember their names.
0: Gunther Milch. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, one great thing, one one really cool thing about this scene that uh, Tenma and Milan have, uh, Tenma says, you have a family, those children, those people all love you, you can't do this. Mm. Now, what this lets us know is we already knew it, but Tenma considers himself as being entirely alone. And I think that's the most... And we
1: as the readers know he's not. Because every section of chapters, we cut back to Tenma's family having dinner at Dr. Reich Vines saying, we have to save Tenma.
0: Damn, what's up with Tenma? How's Tenma doing? Fuck. You know, and and I just think that's really interesting that Tenma has this belief. Like, he just doesn't believe that anybody really cares about him or that, that he's, like, important to anybody. You know, like, even Ava, like, he's obviously incredibly important to ava and then later in the reading he's like i totally ruined your life and i'm so sorry as and if, i
1: hate that move yeah. that he does here though i think that is yeah. extremely selfish we'll what talk he does about with it more ava. later yes we'll
0: talk about it more later but yeah it, it, agreed agreed
1: um but quinn do you know who else yeah. is someone who considers that you know they're not important they don't matter they don't exist
0: well that's a, well hmm i wonder i guess that, <laughs> hmm, that's kind of like Johan. He's kind of like, like Johan. I like mean, Johan. you know, uh, two sides of the same. It's coin, not. It's not. It's still not. It's not that. It still but not that. Like even. Uh, uh, they're not the same.
1: They're not the same, but they're, they're doing the same, same thing here.
0: Coin. Yeah, you know, it's it's really, oof. um. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and I feel like.
1: I don't have I any more like for can, this yeah, chapter. Yeah,
0: we can we can kick it to the next the next chapter.
1: One thirty three right.
0: chapter one thirty three response to friendship.
1: What a title! Not a very good one, IMO. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there might be another uh, uh, translation. I would want to look that up while I'm doing the summary. Okay. Um, as children in East Germany, Milan and Peter hang out in a building, talk about life beyond the border, and make paper planes. Milan tells Tenma more about his childhood, about how him and Peter Chopec got along and how when the communist regime fell in czechoslovakia milan was the one who helped peter chopak defect to germany and how he feels entirely responsible for everything that followed in prague in 1969 peter and milan catch up Milan's getting his dental practice up and running. Milan talks a bit about how during the Prague Spring he got to visit the West. Milan asks how it was. And Peter says, there's nothing on this side, nothing on that side. This country has got it all wrong, but that country hasn't got it right either. And then Peter continues to talk about a new patron. A truly amazing person, who is a creator of things that are completely new. Milan asks, what kind of things? And Peter says, frightening ones. In the present, Milan reflects and regrets. Gives Tenma his gun back, and takes his own... Wow, that's a English isn't great at that particular exchange. Um, Tenma continues trying to persuade Milan not to do it, but Milan's like, hey man, you can't, you can't tell me not to do it because this is literally what you're doing. It is the same thing. And Milan says, thank you for trying to stop me. If I were in your shoes, I don't think I could stop me. At a convention center in Frankfurt, Milan pulls out a gun. We hear gunshots. Back at the apartment, Ten is making a yakadon for the for the whole for the whole family for everybody, as the news talks about a shooting at a convention center, where the gunman was shot and killed, and no one else was harmed in the incident. Meanwhile, at a bar, Nina sees footage of the incident on the news and recognizes Peter Chopic
1: Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, what a... I mean, you know, I said in the last chapter, we get a lot of backstory very quickly. Yeah. And then we double down here. This is <laughs> Where so it's like, hey, here's some backstory later. to your backstory.
0: Yeah. It's some of the smoothest backstory that we've had in the series, though. Like, I don't mind reading it. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay.
1: No, I, I liked it all. I um I do think, and maybe it was just because of the speed that I was reading it the first time, I missed the date tag on that 1969 meeting. Oh, and for some like, reason, what, well, I, I read it as 1989. and I'm like, this is happening in the same year? He's grown this beard in that year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I do think that, yeah, it's... We're moving through multiple time periods very quickly in a way that I, I don't think we have a lot before. Um,
0: yeah, this one jumps around a bit.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I like it. I think it's good. All of it is is interesting. The conversation that they have... Like, every conversation that they have about, you know, the East and the West, from even, like, from the start when they're kids and um, Chopik says, you know, I, I hear they have something on the West. Because they're talking about, like, um, a, a a drunk guy that they know like Mm -hmm. who who wanders around their streets and what he said about the West. And then Chopik says, I hear they have something in the West that messes up drunk guys like him. And Milan expresses some like horror, like why would that be something that's interesting to you? Something that messes people up like that. Um, And like, I think that's an interesting exchange for a bunch of reasons because like, I like to, it's like, okay, what is the thing that they're talking about that messes up drunk people West of the Berlin Wall? Yeah, hold like, on.
0: let me let me see this. So I don't right know. Like my... I don't know
1: what that means.
0: I heard that beyond the border got something that messes up guys like old man Gregor. Got some I don't I don't know what the hell yeah, I don't know what that means. I don't either. know what it
1: means. I don't know if it's a reference to anything in particular, but I think it is like a really interesting it might phrase be, and know, kind of it, piece of it, language.
0: It might just have something to do with like like kids just being like, I've heard such and such about beyond the border. Yeah, there's a monster you know? over there or exactly. whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: A monster. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, no, but I and then yeah, the conversation they have in '69 when you know he is, it it, it seems like Tropic has been monsterfied at this point, where he's yeah. like, nothing's good over here, or nothing's good over there. But I've well, met that's... someone who is bigger and better.
0: Yeah, uh, I have a couple notes about that. For one thing, uh, the bar that they went to. Um is called Uklitsu, And it is real. So here's I figured out this. the breakdown. I am gonna stop looking for real stuff in the text because you never get anything real in the text. But he does depict real places. So that's a Zametsnitzvi, um and Uklitsu, which are both uh real places in the old town of Prague, both still there. Uklitsu means uh at the keys. Um and so uh, you know, it's kind of like how in um, how in Britain, like, they have their, like, like, pubs are, or, like, they have their arms, you know, and so it's like, at the king's mm-hmm. arms, at such mm-hmm. and such mm-hmm. arms, it's the same thing. Where are you going? Oh, where are you, you going to be? Oh, I'm going to be at the keys, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, yeah, real place. Um, and I think uh, Peter's saying, nobody's got it right is great perfect timing because last episode you remember we were talking about how monster as a series doesn't seem to be telling us strictly that one side or the other is necessarily better like we said they're softer on the west to be sure
1: they definitely are because this is a character who's a villain saying that the West does not also have it right, and we're hearing this story told by someone who has settled happily in the West, like after yeah. everything has collapsed in the East. So, say, you know, I want to make yeah. sure that we reaffirm they're being a little bit softer on the West, but yeah, yeah country, it is. Yeah,
0: because the way he says it specifically, this country has got it all wrong, but that country hasn't got it right either. So mm-hmm, it is, mm-hmm. it is still kind of uh, running into that uh was liberal democracy might not be perfect but it's still better than that other thing um you know and you know what i expect people probably felt that way at the time
1: yeah and i mean like i just think (laughs) about (sighs) I, i even hate to bring this up but just like all of the you know 2016 through 2020 all of the tweets about this is your fault because you weren't happy enough with hillary right like oh, horrible neoliberalism uh, 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 wasn't uh, good yeah, enough but, for you so now yeah. we're stuck with fascism you know yeah totally like but it's, it's nice just, to it's nice uh, to yeah. have
0: the political perspective of this yes, manga finally totally. just like nailed down we're like okay this is what what we thought it was it's saying what we predicted it was saying it's nice to see it mm-hmm. yeah pretty cool um, Let me see. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys did notice, but Peter has been referring to Chapik as a devil, which means that yes. Johan is no longer the only one, which I think is kind of a the theme of this reading in particular, is that Johan, Johan's singularity has been removed. He's no longer this unique evil entity.
1: Well, we talked about this a little bit last time, right? With Mephisteles and Faust, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, but you said Faust isn't really even a, a devil traditionally. Faust is just a guy who had yeah. to deal with the devil. Yeah. Um, and this was something that we talked about way, 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 way back in the epigram about the devil and the monster. Um, you know how there how there were two of them, but yeah, I, I do think it's interesting, like you said, that it's um, there's more than one now. Like between the devil's apprentice, between Chauvick, between yeah uh johan
0: well i don't know if the apprentice really counts what a loser
1: (gasps) i don't know what to do with that guy yeah i'm excited Um, to talk about
0: him um mm -hmm. there's a really good uh when shop says uh frightening things i just think that's a great panel Mm, it's got a little bit of extra shading yeah you know yeah, it's really it's really cool. I like
1: that the I like the detail that um, you know, going forward a little bit to when Milan and Tenma are talking, they make it explicit a thing that has been talked about in the last couple chapters where it's they know Tenma was the Japanese man that helped put out the fires in the Turkish yeah. quarter. And I like that they say, you know, everyone tells the story of a Japanese guy who ran around during the fires like helping put it out. We know that's you. We know, you know, you're the one who is on this quest like i like that it comes back i've said it every time i like that this is a comic with history and consequences and that you know we've we've built up enough history of a and story. consequences
0: are urusawa's <laughs> stock in trade my man like oh buddy <laughs>
1: yeah oh, it's, it's good it's oh, a good device to fall back dude on. it makes it feel consequences, weighty
0: consequences like if that That's may, the
1: subtitle of this podcast, History and Consequences.
0: Literally, History and Consequences, Christ. Uh, you could, that, that may as well be the subtitle of Billy Bat. Jesus, God. Um,
1: <sighs> the listeners, just a very quick detour. I have uh, recently looked into some self-printing options for future comics. Um, and as a result, I've seen some glimpses and pieces <laughs> of things to come. And, you know, I've said that Urosawa is a fan of Stephen King. Um, Quinn, do you know what's a thing that Stephen King is fixated on? The uh, Kennedy assassination. Oh, oh. <laughs> Indeed. Just hold on, yep. hold on yep. to that one, oh, listeners.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. How much, how much, oh, okay. Um, we'll get to
1: Billy Bat, I mean, look, maybe we'll do it after Keaton, I don't know, depending yep. on the results of some of some recent Man, experiments.
0: You make such a good, okay, okay, well, uh, uh. no, we're saving Billy Bat for a long time, a long okay. time that's I not
1: fun for me but <laughs> look, i don't want to i don't want
0: to do it too soon man it's okay yeah favorites. we can't
1: blow yeah look that's exactly fair, that's fair. i don't
0: want to get it out of the way um uh okay do we have any other oh right the convention center where the most
1: thriller? 90s thriller movie thing ever that we have a oh, yeah. crucial shooting occurring at like a convention center like that is a set piece out of one of these movies you yeah. know
0: I wonder what kind um, of convention it is. I'm looking. I was it trying now. to figure that out. It says there's a there's a poster that says Muse, and I wonder is it the band? What if it's the band? Did the, the the band <laughs> of the convention center? Um. Uh. Funny, finally enough, my uh my Czech friend she really likes Muse. Um. Anyway, that I, feels like
1: a very Eastern European, right? like central yeah. to Eastern European band alike is, yeah. is Muse. Uh, so
0: Leidelheim Convention Center does not exist. However, However. I, looked a, I looked up what <laughs> Lidl means. It's really funny. It means unfortunate. <laughs> so it just, it's, it's unfortunate home convention center.
1: So. Oh man, that's good. Um, yeah, isn't that Yeah, great? I I like that scene. My last two notes, I do not think the black and white rendering of a yakadon looks very appetizing, unfortunately. I think it to me it makes it look like a bowl of one of my favorite types of cereal, uh special K with red berries. It does um, look
0: a bit like that. I'm trying to figure out what them leaves are. What are those leaves? What it's are them leaves? What, what leaves are you putting in your yakadon?
1: What are you doing here, buddy? Um, like it's
0: I mean obviously urusawa knows what an oyakodon is like so i'm i'm the dumb one here but i just don't know what leaf you're putting in your oyakodon that's kind of that's just my because that's not
1: a 10 out of 10 here i mean we've talked (laughs) a bunch about the redemptive power of sandwiches in this manga and how good all the sandwiches look this oyakodon not looking super appetizing um my other note i think the and i should have said this at the start i think the use of newscasts in this manga is extremely good how we can use it as like a Mm -hmm. thing that we can cut between characters on as like the pivot point that we can go from one to the other like everyone's watching this same news broadcast everyone's extremely online and very informed in this story if (laughs) twitter existed everyone would be on their phones all the time um
0: that's a funny idea
1: it's it's good. Um I like that Nina's seeing the same thing and I like this is why I made my caveat at the beginning about who uh-huh. the guys from Nina's flashbacks were. Because this yeah. in the story is when she's able to identify the guy from her memory is, okay. is with this newscast here.
0: Yep. All right. But we're an hour in, we've we're got an two hour chapters in and we've down. done two
1: chat two of ten. <laughs>
0: i mean i think i think these two probably have some of the most to talk about honestly i do
1: too especially especially after we get through the next two i think we'll fly through the rest of it
0: yeah Uh, which is interesting that we have two volumes in a row now that have that kind of pacing um front loaded yeah definitely definitely front loaded i guess it's kind of like well you can kind of see it like um like this, they're front loading us with detail. So that's like raising stakes. And then the yes. bottom half, the back half is is like, now you're over that hill and you're woo, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So, all right, let's keep, let's keep heading up, heading up this. Let's keep running up that hill, Matt. Um, okay.
1: 134, taxi. Um. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't 134. Know what that sound- sounds like. Well, that's what the K. Bush song sounds like. Oh, great.
0: Bit. Cool. All right. Well, there's, That's what the
1: synth sounds like on it. It well, doesn't hurt scent. you. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, 134. <laughs> taxi driver. Um, the Frankfurt police station is abuzz with activity as the authorities try to figure out who Milan was and who he was targeting. Amid the chaos, Inspector Weisbach arrives from Nordrhein-Westfalen PD He's here to pick up a serial killer taxi driver and bring him back to Nordrhein-Westfalen as part of his last case before retiring. On the train, the taxi driver scolds Weisbach for smoking, and then the two discuss the taxi driver's murders. He seems cold and unrepentant, counting out his victims on his fingers, rebuffing Weisbach's hopes that he'll think about the peaceful lives he destroyed and regret it. The taxi driver laughs and points out that all of his victims were people he considered garbage. A man who spit on him, a couple who had sex in the back of his car, a drunk, a sex worker, a gossip, all garbage. Weisbach brings up another victim, a bank worker, who was a good man, about to testify against a corrupt corporation in a trial. The taxi driver frowns and admits that one left a bad taste in his mouth, and Weisbach asks if he was hired to do that one. The taxi driver looks uncomfortable and then shares his backstory. He saw a man beating his dog in the park and stepped in to stop him. A fight broke out and the cops showed up to arrest the taxi driver, but then a young boy intervened and said that the dog owner had started the fight. The cops left and the taxi driver took the young boy and his twin sister back to his home as they were alone and looked as if they'd just run away from a hospital. The young boy spoke to the taxi driver about horrible people and how the world doesn't need people like that flipping a switch in the taxi driver's head and pushing him towards martyr. Weisbach and his partner are horrified. They deposit the taxi driver in jail, and as Weisbach is getting ready to punch out, he's struck by a memory of an old, unsolved case he'd been on, involving some twins in a hospital. He speaks with the taxi driver and realizes that the twins are Johan and Nina, and that these same twins are the key to Dr. Tenma's case.
0: He's only got thirty hours left before he retires.
1: He's about to retire. Say it again, I dare you. Get this man killed. S- stop doing it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he
0: does say it a lot this chapter. Um,
1: Everyone says it to him. You've only got thirty hours left. We're gonna have a drink when you're done. We're, s- you know, you must be so glad. You are setting this man up to be murdered in a horrible way. <laughs> Yeah,
0: do you think do you think real life cops have a superstition about that?
1: I'm sure they do. I'm positive they do.
0: Point right.
1: Um, It's such a movie thing. It has to be based on something real, or it has reflected back into the real life.
0: It's it's the superstition is reflected back. There's no way it's it's actually a real thing. It's just a good gut punch, you know. Oh, it was retirement in Borderlands 2 There's um, there's like these combat engineers that you fight sometimes and oh yeah their... that always
1: made me feel terrible yeah, when yeah that would happen yeah
0: well, well one of their one of their death lines is i almost finished my comic collection
1: and oh, that always well, one of them is it was so his bad. last day like there's a oh, bunch yeah, of ones yeah. around two, that where yeah. they yeah of he was about to retire <laughs> like yeah <laughs> it's horrible yeah. it's a i mean it's a good meme it's it's it works for a reason
0: good video game, video game.
1: yeah cool. borderlands 2 good video game
0: it's the best Borderlands game. Um, uh, yeah, I it. think I'd agree. Except for Tales from the Borderlands, but that's not exactly That one's pretty good. Game. Yeah, but that's, um, that's a different kind of game. You don't even know. We only played like two chapters. You don't even know. We
1: played two chapters and they were good.
0: Yeah, you don't need Stop talking.
1: Um, hey, this lead detective <laughs> kind of looks like Gene Hackman a little bit. I it? love to say that people look like actors that Quinn is like, I know that name, but don't know who that yeah, is. <laughs> I, guess I'll,
0: I guess I'll look him up. Uh, here we go. Gene Hackman. Doo, doo, doo. Uh,
1: a little bit. A little oh, bit. Oh,
0: no, yeah, yeah. Gene Hackman's
1: kind of got a mustache sometimes, and Weisbach does not. I can see
0: it. I can but, see it. Um, Yeah,
1: no, no, I can y- totally see it. So...
0: Yeah, um this is a really really fun chapter.
1: I like it a lot. I it's I think it's some strong character work. I like really strong everyone work. here.
0: Yep. I love the design of Reinhardt. Of the yeah. serial killer. Uh uh-huh. the chin on this man.
1: He kind really of looks something. like Carl a little bit, but not really, and he's kind of like you just get bad vibes off this guy immediately. I like the counting on his fingers detail. That's why I it's called it out really in the summary. Good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Counting off all those irreplaceable lives on your fingers. Those poor souls. And then yeah. the next panel is the guy looking at his hands, kind of confused. He's like, did I miss one? Um, yeah. You know, I really... It's a, it's a panel that would be easy to skip over, but I think it's really, really good. Um,
1: I like his obsession with breaking, like, kind of arbitrary rules. Yes, so this um, is a
0: specific type of serial killer.
1: Is it okay? Because yes. I yeah, in religion class in high school, there was my my Bible teacher told us a story about like something similar where it was like you know uh, these people who are doing this horrible thing and then he gets upset that he's breaking some you know in this case it was you know they'd done something horrible and uh, then the the guy was mad that you know they they were watching TV on the Sabbath or something mm-hmm. right so it's like mm-hmm. you're you're focused on the wrong arbitrary uh-huh, rules uh-huh. right yeah.
0: Well, I don't tell, know. tell us about the, the serial killer. So the serial killer isn't about like arbitrary rules. it's just about like that's this taxi driver's problem but the serial killer is called a missionary and they're the kind oh. that sees it as their goal to rid the world of undesirables. Uh, a decently common uh, reason for being a serial killer I think or, or stated stated goal, I mean, that's Um, like
1: a trope. In Stephen King, there's a couple serial killers who kill homeless people and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's Um, it's
0: based on on reality. That kind of thing happens. Uh, It's a thing. Um, I do really like the characterization of this guy, though. He has a line that I think is really fun. Spitting on another human being is just a rotten thing to do, don't you think? Mm -hmm. You know, it's this idea of, like, you killed a man over this, and it was a rotten thing to do. Like, that being motivation for murder
1: is this so i haven't seen this movie so i can't say sure it is this the scorsese film taxi driver i
0: haven't seen taxi driver neither
1: okay so we're out of our depth here but my my knowledge of taxi driver right very famous movie yeah um yeah. written by schrader directed by scorsese starring de niro i think um who's the who's the girl that's in that it's not Brooke Shield- well it's um jody i think it's jody foster Man. Yeah, it's, it's Jodie Foster who, you know, as we, as we know, John Hinckley Jr., uh, the guy who tried to kill Reagan, modeled himself after Taxi Driver, right? Was, oh. was the whole thing in that. So Taxi Driver's like De Niro is some, he's basically like an incel who snaps and then just like is going around killing a bunch of people in New York. And he's got this young sex worker, Jodie Foster, who's, who's with him. Um hmm. and then he gets killed at the end of it. So I think that's like a I think that's an inspiration. Maybe not I well, I mean the ta- the chapter is called Taxi the Driver. The tax is
0: called Taxi Driver and we know Urasawa's a film guy. Like it's, it's kind an explicit of reference. To, yeah, it it absolutely has to be.
1: Um and I think it works because like here you're like what is this the thing that kicks this guy's thing off is he picks up these two young children, right? And it's yeah. like they're the ones who kick him into this life of you know missionary murder like you said yeah totally um it's 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 good i i love the phrase that he uses that you know the one murder that johan explicitly pushed him to do is the one that left a bad taste in his mouth yeah which
0: then gets repeated next next chapter yeah yeah um fun chapter fun serial killer and i don't think i have anything else left but i I, I do think that retirement is a fun ticking clock oh yeah like you're like sure there's the death flag but then there's also like can he solve it in the next 30 hours that's a good
1: point yeah um at this point i think ending on the like cliffhanger that johan is related to this murder too is we're 134 chapters into this manga i don't think that that reveal hits as hard anymore (laughs) (laughs) um but you know play the hits play the hits
0: well it's it it's important for
1: yeah you're right because this is like this is where we explicitly uh, this is where we put it it to bed this is where we yeah because like this this has been
0: kind of like we set this up a long time ago We, we set this up a long time ago and then it like did other stuff for a while and so now it's like okay hey remember this whole thing remember the whole serial killer thing let's 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 get let's get back to that um So, this is chapter 135, Unrelated Murders. Rudy is interviewing a serial killer who claims to be a vampire. And he talks to him about his various victims and then brings up one that doesn't fit his M.O. You see, the vampire only likes the blood of virgins. But this one girl, well, she was a well-known Madonna in high school and she had a kid at 17. When asked about it, the vampire says, That one left a bad taste in my mouth. I met the real thing. When I met him, I knew. I realized I was just one of those little bats that flutters around the real vampire. The vampire that he met wrote the name of the person for him to kill in a sandbox in Graysheim. Uh, with a stick. Rudy's talking to another serial killer. This one gets messages from aliens. But all of his other murders are around Hamburg, except for one in Frankfurt. So Rudy asks, well, what's up? You know, why'd you go to Frankfurt? And the guy says, I'll never forget it. A real alien right in front of me in a park in Grishheim. He spoke alien, but he wrote the letters in the sand so that I would understand. At the police station in Dusseldorf, Inspector Weisbach has cleaned out his desk. Everyone says, let's go get drinks. Um, Dr. Rudy Gillen passes by on his way to interview uh, Ryan, Ryan Hart. Is that, is that his name? Reinhardt. The I don't guy, know, the, the guy. Taxi the guy. driver. Yeah, taxi driver. Interview taxi driver. And Rudy asks him about the one murder that doesn't fit his MO. Oberth of the Bilker Investment Bank. And the taxi driver does not answer the question. Weisbach catches up with Gillen after the interview and says, Say there was a child who was like a monster. The child grows up and revisits adults who cared for him when he was young. Rudy says, tell me more. They go back and talk to the taxi driver. And the taxi driver basically says the same thing. There, you know, there was a, there was a guy and it was in fact that kid. And he wrote a name in the sandbox in Grishine uh by the way is in frankfurt and rudy knows that something is happening in that town johan what's he setting in motion in frankfurt super fun chapter
1: yeah i like this one a lot
0: it's poppy it's bouncy
1: I love the two guys that. Well, first of all, I spoke to you soon last time that, you know, when Rudy, during his interview with Nina, he wasn't yeah. using the tape recorder because back here, you know, he's got the tape recorder he's again it, yeah. in, in both of these interviews. Um, but I love both of these guys that he interviews that they're just like guys who are like classic movie monsters a vampire yeah. and an alien guy. Like, yeah,
0: like, like not actual serial killers, but really, really fun, tropified like deeds.
1: And there, it's, it just leads, it's so much fun. Like the phrase, I, I, you know, listeners, you can't see, but when Quinn read the phrase, I realized I was one of those little bats that flutters around the real vampire. I was doing like the, oh, like going off. Cause like, man, that's so good. It's, it's such a it, it's a good line that communicates so much and then with the alien guy i love the idea that johan like pretended to be an alien and staged an alien landing or and like spoken gibberish or something to this man yeah. like <laughs> yeah it's really fun um i really like it's just like, fun to imagine
0: yeah i like that johan because now we see that to all of these three guys johan appears as the real thing whatever it is that These guys are looking for whatever they're seeking for. Johan appears as the real thing. To the taxi driver, Johan was the real moral. To the vampire, he was the real vampire. To the alien guy, he was the real alien. Uh, Matt Matt's going to get something. And I'm I'm really curious what it is. Matt, what are you what are you getting? What oh, oh, oh! He's got the he's got the good book! He's got the good book! He's got the Bible.
1: Okay, do you know what I think this is a reference to? The writing in the sand specifically. So specifically, this is a story that I think only shows up in the Gospel of John. And there's a lot of dispute. It, and I think it only shows up in later versions of the Gospel of John. You know, there's mm. whole fields of studies about, right. you know, history of biblical manuscripts and stuff like that. But
0: um, I actually think I might have heard the story you're talking about. I think
1: you know what it is because it's it's a pretty famous yeah jesus
0: he writes something in the sand for people but i don't remember what he writes
1: okay here it is okay and i guess in my bible it even makes a note of it it's the earliest manuscripts do not include 753 through 811 so this this is the story i'm not gonna read the whole thing i'll summarize the beginning but the story is you know um one of the things about jesus is the 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 scriptural leaders of the day really don't like him and they're always trying to uh-uh. figure out ways that they can trap Jesus and get him to admit to being a heretic and then they you know they can show oh you know he doesn't know what he's talking about you know we can get rid of him and he won't be popular anymore so at one point one of the things that they do is they um in, in they find a woman who's caught in adultery, like maybe a sex worker, maybe something like that, I don't know, and they they drag her out in the middle of it into the street, and they say, you know, Jesus, according to the laws and the prophets, you know, this woman's committing adultery, she should be stoned, right? So then... Uh, I'll, I'll start reading in John 8 6 they said this to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground and as they continued to ask him he stood up and said to them let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her and once more he bent down and wrote on the ground but when they heard it they went away one by one beginning with the older ones and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him so I think common, like, tradition is held that what Jesus was writing in the ground was all the people who were standing around, like, with stones ready to stone this woman, like, the sins that they had done, right? And they're seeing them one by one and being like, oh, yeah, no. Because like, he says, let him who was without sin cast the first stone. And then he's writing them out, you know, one by one. Like, yeah, I know, I know what you did. like No one's perfect, you know? Oh. So I, I, to oh. me, whenever I see people <laughs> writing in the ground, that's what I think of. Um, And I don't know if there's a clean one-to-one other than the imagery. No, for what do you, you?
0: Well, but no, because because if what Jesus was writing were the people around him and the sins he knew they had committed,
1: yeah. I guess you're right. This is just Johann's weaponizing it in a horrible way, right? Where he's he's pointing these people at the ones who have sinned and being like, "Go cast that stone, it's, buddy." It's
0: the Antichrist,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, he's it said, is the Jesus Antichrist. One hundred percent. Yes. It
0: to say you shouldn't throw the stone, Johann. <laughs> Johann Johan writes it to say, "Well, go and throw that stone, buddy." It's back real to the estate. epigram. Yeah. Um,
1: uh huh. Oh, that's mm.
0: <laughs> so. I I really like.
1: I really like really that that's good. how Johan has been communicating to people that they need to go do their murder. Yeah. Is by, by writing way, uh, it in Grisham, the street.
0: Grisheim is kind of in the southwest. It's a it's a city quarter of of Frankfurt. Um Yeah. Uh it was uh suburbanized in nineteen twenty eight. Hmm. According to Wikipedia. So there you go. Uh and also, hi Rudy, hi Rudy, love you Rudy, hi Rudy. Hi um, Rudy, I
1: love Rudy. Love the. Ru- I love. I love Rudy. He's one of my favorite characters, honestly. Rudy's so
0: good, and he's come such a long way from like his first like introduction. Oh yeah, which is awesome. I just. I just. Let him... It's here's
1: another thing i love i love that weissbach is immediately able to make the leap where he's talking to rudy he's like hey hypothetically yeah if there was a child that was like a monster which is something that has taken like everyone else dozens of chapters to
0: figure out yeah, weissbach in like reason. six
1: hours has been yeah. like hey if there was a kid who was like monstrous do you yeah, have like, thoughts like, about so that like, like
0: it's kind of like a kid but he's also sort of like like um a- like a monster it's kind of twisted like kind of type. evil like yeah kind of like he probably has a tumbler it's like welcome to my <laughs> fucked up mind you know you know any kids like that um yeah fun chapter i love interviewing serial killers
1: um there's <laughs> one just, visual note that i like yeah. on this one a lot it's uh page two okay 276 277 278 Eight. When uh, Weissbach's boss comes in and is telling him, good work, Inspector Weissbach, after he's cleaned out his desk. Yeah. Weisbach's thanks is in vertical letters, which mm. I just kind of read as like him kind of slowly saying thanks. <laughs> thanks. And it makes me laugh. I like it. it. Is fun. Um, All right.
0: Let's pop yeah, over good. to 136.
1: The baby's gloom. The baby has a crush on a stripper. He treats her to expensive things and fancy dinners and says that there's something special about her, and he feels he can talk to her. He tells her that he pays people to spend time with him, but even then he feels alone. But with this girl, he feels something new, something that scares him. The baby and Peter Chopik discuss the three unrelated murders from the last two chapters, the investment banker, the home decor shop girl, and the trader. The pair understand why the first two had to be killed, to avoid scandal, but are confused by the murder of the traitor. The baby wonders what Johan's will is, and asks if they really understand the forces that they're working with. Chopik tells the baby not to worry, and asks if he's been able to find Nina. The baby remembers the look in Nina's eyes when she held him at gunpoint the night of the Turkish quarter fires, and Chopik is amused, remarking that the program he helped work on must have been successful with them. The baby and the stripper get ice cream, and the baby meets with the young man, the devil's apprentice, to tell him that he needs to stop running wild. It turns out that he's the son of one of the organization's founders, not Chopic, not Gedrick, not Wolf, and that the unrelated murders were to cover up his scandals. The young man brushes the baby aside and threatens him, but then says he'll cooperate and tone it down. The baby and the stripper split up, and she refuses his money, saying that she had a nice time. She asks if she can come up to his room and asks him what his real name is. We cut away. A man passes her in the elevator and enters the baby's room to find him dead in the tub as Be My Baby skips on the record player.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we know for sure if it's Be My Baby, but it's it "Be ought My to Baby," be, right? It has to be.
1: It It's 100% Be My Baby because that's how he was introduced. That's how he's yeah. played out.
0: Yeah,
1: totally. That's it's his record. A, and it's
0: a good it's a good send-off to a It's a, a good send-off. A I don't
1: like this chapter very much, but I think it's a good send-off mm. to him. Um I don't know there's something about the it's the how much time we spend with the baby in this in this girl. I just I don't care for it. Um I I don't especially know why um I don't know. It's it's very similar in the Game of Thrones books, Tyrion who is the one of the Lannisters who is a yeah. who is a small person. Um he has a relationship that's very similar to this with a sex worker and I think it's played better there. I don't I don't know for some no. reason there's something more than about one this chapter there. Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? Where it's like, "Oh, we're supposed to sympathize with and care about the baby in this chapter and I don't know, all of it just feels phony, and it's supposed to, right? Because she's out yeah. to murder him. Yeah, right? she is out to murder like,
0: him, and he's, a, he's this little Nazi fuckhead. You it's know, funny like, in
1: some ways where, like, he says, my dream is to be like Hitler, and she says, my dream is to be a dancer. I really, <laughs> I really love that. Like, it's so,
0: so funny.
1: I mean, it's funny, so maybe maybe yeah. that's the thing. Maybe I'm just missing the joke. Like, maybe this is just supposed to be funny. I um,
0: I don't think so. I think I don't even know if that sequence—I think that sequence is supposed to be funny. I think this is—I think one of the reasons why it might not be landing for you is because the chapter isn't really about the baby. It's about everything else that's happening in the organization, but we're just hearing about it through the baby's flashbacks.
1: Right, and I'm so much more interested in the stuff that we have with the young man, right? That, like, he makes a comment, I'm on the street and nobody knows who I am and they like don't say who his father is. It's like is his father someone who's notable and like maybe a real life figure or
0: something? That would be crazy.
1: Would I be don't funny. know. Um
0: yeah. yeah. Cuz I
1: assumed Bonaparte was the fourth member of this organization, but I don't think that's the case. Ah, uh, no. I don't I don't think he is. Yeah,
0: and then uh and then the baby dies. Uh this fucking the devil's Apprentice i do like that it cuts an away before he says his bag.
1: name i like yeah. that it cuts away before you know with monsters oh, focus on names name, being yeah. important yeah yeah we never learn that, the
0: baby's name he's just a yeah. baby to us yeah i think that is really i think that is really interesting and ultimately i don't know i don't know like are we supposed to sympathize with the baby I don't even know if this humanizes him very much. I, mean, I think he's... we're
1: supposed to pity him, but in the same way that pity you pity, like, word. you know, yeah. like, the Phantom of the Opera, or, or yeah. um, you what know, like, pull. this That's sort actually of character. A very good pull.
0: Yeah, the, the, the sordid guy who's, you know, who gets fucked over, but, like, you know, it's not like he didn't make his bed. Um, yeah. 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 You know, I don't, I don't really have much, I uh, have much of anything else to say about the chapter, except that I really, really love the design. Of uh, of the murder stripper. Oh yeah, she's cool. I love I love her face. She has a great face. She's got these like tilted eyes, um, and this really this really like cutely drawn smile where it looks like all of her teeth are one tooth. It's kind of like a like a bunny.
1: Yeah, I like how her eyes look different when we see in the in the elevator. Her yes, eyes are yeah. and she's and she's she looks frowning. Like
0: almost a different it's person. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cool. Yep. So there you go. That's that chapter. I also
1: i i do like that the baby is the one who's realizing like, hey, I think we're in over our heads here. Yeah. And and Chopping is like, what are you talking about? This is all part of the
0: plan. Yeah. Chapter one thirty seven. Footsteps of terror could also be translated the terrors footsteps. It could also be the uh, possessive of. Uh, substance, material, uh, which Hmm. means footsteps made out of terror. Um, So, could be, I mean, it's Japanese, so it's any and all of those at the same time. Chopek remembers taking one of the twins down the stairs of the three frogs and seeing their tearful, angry face. His bodyguards uh, talk to him about the baby's death, and Chopec remembers the baby asking if we really know what Johan's doing. He reassures himself that everything is going according to plan. They make a plan to take Chopek to a cabin of his in the woods. There will be a couple more bodyguards waiting for him there. He gets nervous because he realizes he doesn't know who those other two bodyguards are. And he asks his driver to take him somewhere besides the cabin. And the driver reaches over for a lighter to light a cigarette. Chopek thinks he's going for a gun. Shoots him. I skipped over a little bit where Chopek was remembering when he met Franz Bonaparte. And how when he saw the twins, he said that they will undergo the France Bonaparte program and lead the future of humanity. After shooting his driver, Tropic go- walks to his cabin. They were already most of the way there. No one seems to be there. He pours himself a glass of wine. Johan is standing in the shadows and says, At the Red Rose Mansion, a bunch of people drank that wine. This one isn't poisoned, though, lol. Uh, Tropic asks where the bodyguards are. He asks, why did Johan kill the baby? I thought we were on the same side. Johan says, everything is going according to plan. And he asks Tropic, what am I? The monster inside of me wasn't inside of me. It was outside. Franz Bonaparte is alive
1: isn't he a lot going on here very good oh, chapter
0: a lot going on a lot going on not a lot i feel like that i need to talk about
1: not a lot to discuss it's busy.
0: yeah it's just you know we're, we're hanging out with Chopek now which i did mention it earlier when we were getting his backstory but i really like how much time we spent with with younger Chopek and milan and being like oh what was this guy what was this guy like you know before before all this bullshit yeah. Um, and now here he is and it's all coming home to roost. Footsteps of I terror. Think,
1: yes. Coming home to roost is good. I think the primary accomplishment of this chapter is the sense of paranoia that it's able to convey yep. um, in every panel. I mean, like, you know, going back to the very first couple of readings, um, I talked about thriller paranoia in the bit where Yo- uh, where Tenma and Nina are in the back of the cop car with the two crooked cops. And it's that scene where it's like, okay, do we know if these cops are good or bad or what's going mm, on?
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's
1: kind of like, it's up to the reader to be like, I feel paranoid. But here in these chapters, it's every frame is drawn in a way where we are keyed into Chopik's paranoia, right? Where it's like, we see his driver reach for his cell phone and we we're shown that he's reaching for a cell phone, right? But Chopik thinks it's a gun, right? And that's uh, actually, why... He, I,
0: we don't figure out that he's reading for the lighter until...
1: No, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't Until it show? Tropic he's does.
0: nope. It just no, shows it's... him reaching over into the seat. We see, see him. We see him getting a cigarette. So we could assume. Oh yeah, yeah. He's getting a cigarette. You're right. You're he's right. Going you're for right. for the lighter, but okay, Tropic, I... Tropic can't see it. You're right. So it's kind of it's you know dealer's choice, I guess. I think your reader could go either way. I, you're, I, I think you're right. Thought he yeah. was going for a gun.
1: Okay. So I um I I love this chapter. I love how terrible he looks the whole time. I love the wine oh, thing, yeah. right? Like how he tries to make himself throw up and Johan's like, no, here, look, I'm drinking the wine too, it's not poisoned. Um yeah. it's it's good. Yeah, um, yeah
0: uh, and, and in the
1: flashback when he yeah. looks into the crib, horrible vibes. Terrible vibes. Yeah,
0: he's like he's like coming <laughs> at an angle. Yeah
1: you know, yeah, it's it's yeah oh good yeah um you know this tropics, is, this is tropics, the...
0: you can really see that everything's falling down around him you know he even tries to threaten johan by by saying that that he like has johan's sister like man
1: yeah, and you only um... we don't see
0: johan's eyes until the very last panel at all yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We're just seeing the top of his face and he's he's shrouded face. in in darkness and shadow. Oh, yeah, the bottom of his face. His the top of his face is covered in shadow. Yeah. Um it's it's good. And the 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 recurring phrase, you know, everything's going according to plan. Whose plan is it? You know, mm-hmm. what am I? And yeah. and we jumped the gun a little bit on the monster wasn't inside of me, it was from outside of me. But I think I don't know if that's so much a revelation as much as it is just like a thing to Think about that might be important. Um well,
0: what it's a revelation of is it's a revelation for Johan. Johan, all this time, has seen himself as having the monster inside of him, as Mm. being made born inherently a certain way. And now he's found out it came from outside of himself. You know? Um that's why he asks, What am I? He doesn't think he doesn't exist anymore, or maybe he does, but whatever his self-image is, his self-concept is, it's changed now. His self-concept isn't the same thing. Once again, Johann goes through character development, and we are left out here wondering what the fuck it is.
1: It seems wild that we'll get to spend time with Franz Bonaparte before the end of this story in 20-ish chapters, but I'm sure we will. I don't <laughs> and think I'm we sure spend they're... much I, remember, I mean, right. there'll probably be a little bit. Is, yeah, is my guess if, if, if he's all... alive. Yeah. Um, if. So I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I don't uh, think
0: you can. I, I'd be, I'd be absolutely fucked if you could predict how, like I, what the last act of this manga is. Look, there's like, no way I
1: can. I mean, the thing that Nina says in the end, I'm not gonna spoil what she says, mm-hmm. but the thing she says in the last chapter before we finish unlocked something for me no oh. and and yeah. oh. I, like i still I, I don't know i don't know how this ends we'll
0: figure, but... we'll figure it out later all right 138 138
1: 138 traces of traces of johan choppick's goons show up to get nina but she gets the jump on them she agrees to go with them so she can get to Chopic. the cops show up to question milan's family but tenma has already warned them He's told the kids not to seek revenge as it's an endless cycle and Milan was trying to stop this with his death. Tenma tells the kids to stay in school and make Milan's dream come true and visit their home countries someday. Tenma follows the devil's apprentice to a loft apartment that seems to belong to Johan. When the young man enters, Ava is waiting for him with a gun and asks where Johan is. Nina arrives at Chopix and finds him slumped over in a chair. She goes monster mode for a second and draws her gun Breathless. Chopik is sure he'll be killed, saying it makes no difference if it was Johan or the sister, and mumbles about the plan. Whose plan is this? Nina can't pull the trigger. She demands to be taken to Johan. Quick yeah. chapter.
0: Very quick chapter. Several of the chapters in this reading are pretty short.
1: I think um, these, these last from, like, here to the yeah. end, every chapter is pretty short.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um... These kids really want some revenge.
1: They go monster mode for a second. We can't see their eyes. It's shadowed.
0: Yeah. Revenge. Revenge!
1: Yeah, that's spooky. I don't like it. Um, But I like that Tenma's able to... I I do think it's funny that Tenma has the most 90s after-school special, like, stay in school. Visit your home country someday. Like... (laughs) Yeah, this is pre nine eleven rhetoric. Like mm-hmm. at its oh peak. my
0: god, yeah, study hard. You know, like, um, <laughs> and then we get the sad piano. We get sad t- t- piano. Yep. And then I really like the bit he closes the door, and then there's two shots of like the apartment family as the police walk in front of them. Mm. So good, really, really cool little little thing there.
1: Um, it's yeah. good one detail i like here that i didn't remark upon when it first showed up was the fact that in this investigation as to you know milan gets killed in the convention center trying to murder chopik but the one of the details is no one really knows who milan was or who his target was and i think that's like a fun we don't do a whole lot with it here but i think that's like an interesting thriller device where it's like there was someone important here who was the target, but we have no clue who it was. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Um,
1: yeah. I think that that's I think that that's a fun device because the the cops remark, "There's reams of paper here about a man called Peter Chopik," and you know they're able to deduce it from there. But um, I th- I think that that's that's neat. I like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Johann's apartment's cool. There's lots of books and like a globe. I think that's his apartment. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure that's his apartment, yeah.
1: Ava got a big gun.
0: Ava did get a big gun. Uh, Next chapter, we actually find out what gun it is. And Chopik's just aged, like, 20 years in a single oh, night. Oh, he looks like, horrible. Oh. Yeah. Oof.
1: I mean, the strands of hair, are, like, coming down the front of his forehead, I think, is, is like, yeah. the big thing. And, like, how we really, his glasses are just kind of doing the solid Gendo-Ikari thing a lot, right? Where it's, mm-hmm. like, we can't really see his eyes anymore. Yeah. Um, it's he just he just looks so old and like he's collapsing
0: yeah i really like the Um, ending panel where nina asks where johan is like she's just really well drawn she just looks like a looks like a hero you know like that's like tedma tedma's not exactly a hero but nina is a big damn hero
1: Oh, yeah, she's she's the hero. I love the, because Nina never really has Johan killing Monster Face, but she's got, in the memories, like when the baby was remembering Nina pointing the gun at him, and when we're seeing her here, she's got like this gritted teeth, wide eye kind of look mm-hmm. that I think is, yeah. is cool. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think it's important that she still really hasn't killed anyone. Um, we're still operating in no more victims mode, and everyone is yeah. always shocked when that's the mode that we're operating in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is it is cool. What's really cool is is how everyone is like, "All right, you know, kill me." And she's and she doesn't do it. You know, it's and like, boy, you would think that that would be like at this point in 2023 that oh wow, somebody doesn't kill somebody. Wow, it, the you're telling it's me the protagonist oh, doesn't kill someone? Yeah, uh-huh. And yet when she puts the gun down, it still, still works. go Yeah, it still works. You're still like, "Damn. She didn't do it." You know because she has you know as far as any reasonable person would go she has as many reasons as a person could possibly fucking have um and she doesn't do it and you know no matter how many times they see it it's still impressive even if she's a fictional character that doesn't actually have agency she's she's believable and i believe that she has that willpower and it impresses me it's good you know all right chapter 139
1: Massacre. Massacre.
0: (laughs) In the dark, some people say to each other, you think they're still at it? They're all killing each other. In the present, Ava puts a silencer on her P7M13 and says, if I hadn't brought you two together, Martin would still be alive. The Devil's Apprentice begs for his life and tries to calm things down. Ava shoots his ear off and says that she looked into his background. He is Christoph Sievernich, uh who is the son of Ernest Sivernik, who is in financial control of Frankfurt and of Germany as well. Lena asks again, what did I do by introducing you? And Christoph says, You've got it all wrong. Johan and I have known each other for a long time. Tropic doesn't know. Uh, but Christoph is Sivernik's adopted son. Say he's adopted, but a smuggler sold him. Uh, to Sivernik. Christoph came up at 511 Kinderheim, the only other survivor besides Johan. And we go back to that fateful day. Kristoff is hiding underneath a sink in a cupboard with a couple of other kids. One of them leaves to go take a look and see if it's safe. He never comes back. Uh, Kristoff says he decided to save himself. He's probably having a hot meal right now. The other kid leaves and doesn't come back. On the verge of death, the cabinet opens. Well, I guess probably not on the verge of death. He just doesn't look good. He just doesn't look good. He's, you know, he's, he's just having a bad time in there. And in the morning, the cabinet opens. Johann is silhouetted in the light and says, I have a plan. In the presence, Nina asks what Johann's planning. Kristoff throws a book at her, pins her. Grabs the gun, says, "A politician's face is my is his life. I'm going to rule the world, right? Join forces with Yohah to take over the world. Isn't that right?" This won't do it all. And then Tenma says, "Drop it!" And he points a gun at the guy. And from outside the building, we hear a couple gunshots. It's Urasawa's favorite thing. He loves to do this.
1: It's some Batman shit. This Truly. is like how Batman issues end too. Truly. Is like oh, yeah. we're outside, and gunshots are going off, and we don't know uh, who's uh, being yeah. shot. Yep.
0: In the car with Chopik and Nina, he asks her why she hasn't killed him. He presumes she recovers; her, she's recovered her memories. As like, "Well, why didn't you kill me?" Nina, like Johan, asks, "What are we and Chopik says that he's heard the story of how the twins were born.
1: Now, I'm just going to start right here at the end, because I think this is interesting. That Johan asked, what am I? And Nina has asked, what are we? Yes. Right? Where Johan sees himself as Nina as part of him. I am you. You are me. Mm. Nina always sees them as, I mean, Two. they're a unit, yeah. but they're a pair. Yeah, right?
0: definitely. Right?
1: Where it's this? It's Yon is singular. Nina knows that she. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's anything. I think it is because it of be. because of what she yeah. says when they have their showdown at the end of this reading. Um, man, but what a good phrase! I've heard the story of how you twins were born, and what a story it is. As, oh, as we oh, as we will get into. Oh
0: boy, isn't it? Fucking Holy but before cow that, before that, what do we what do we want to say about this chapter Massacre? First off, the opening page is so
1: good. Good as hell. Um just like it's incredible. just
0: like dark, it's like black, and then you've got like these like shots eyeballs. of eyes. Like the eyeballs like the underside of the of the sink like uh-huh. drain in and scratchy hatches oh wow.
1: have you ever have you Quinn have you ever hit under a sink no growing up playing hide and seek with my brother and my sister I think the time that like I was able to make it the longest without being hid or without being found was I hit under a sink um, wow yeah it was It that's a good hiding spot Is is kind of what I am saying there <laughs> um it was it was a while <laughs> um, her silencer that is a huge fucking silencer
0: it is yeah, it's
1: massive, like I mean, the last time we saw Ava was she was buying a gun big enough to kill the devil, and yeah she's she has done such she has bought a big yep. gun, she well, is so going to kill the, the devil
0: Hector and Coke. P seven M thirteen. By the way, I don't just know it because I'm like a gun well, guy. Well, it's I on like there, see, yeah. Like I'm looking it's at it's that. I was, about, I was about
1: to say, like, are you a gun guy? I'm is not this, a gun guy. I'm friends, yeah, I'm, I'm friends
0: with a couple of gun folk, um, uh-huh. and I really like uh, hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades, which is a rare right. game. That's, that's a, good a gun game. Like a gun mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a gun game. Um, so I'm like, I'm gun guy adjacent, uh, but I am, I am not a gun guy. However, I did a bit of research on this piece and it was standard issue for german police officers at the time it was in production until 2000 so this is right about the time when that was so it makes sense that that would be a pretty easy gun to acquire on the black market um just it's it's one that would be around in germany at in in the era so there you go uh and i think silencers are normally that big actually oh yeah they're huge because
1: that's how they work you know i i don't know a whole lot but i know that's how they work um, I I like the you know the flashbacks of you know uh, Ava pointing her finger and then pointing her gun you know across the opposite page. We've it's it's fun imagery. It's it's good. Um, it's okay. Um, in this first section, the stuff that I think is interesting. So if I'm reading this correctly, his uh-huh. father was the man who was in charge of the criminal bank. The, from way back where we had the story from the, the man who Ava uh the man who uh, uh small boy made the chicken marenko for. Um mm-hmm. What's our what's our friend the thief? What's the thief's name? Otto? Yeah, that Otto Otto Heckle made the chicken Marenko and that guy was like he tells Tenma and everyone the story of the criminal organization and the leader was killed. Is is this the leader of that bank? Whoa, yeah, it must be. Okay. So this is the organization yeah. it's it's the criminal bank uh the devil's apprentice is the son of the guy who did the criminal bank, but he's not really his son because he came from kinderheim five one one which is why that child trader was killed
0: Matt, that's incredible that you managed to connect that up that really i
1: well it's it's a little clunky like i don't I don't think it's bad, but it is a little bit clunky you well, um,
0: one thing I was just thinking about this while I was taking notes for this reading. Monster does plenty for you If you just read it But it Mm -hmm. actually really rewards detective work Like it doesn't spell Everything out but all the pieces are there And you can go oh this group is Connected to this thing and this murder Happened at this time at this place You know you can you can make Everything line up
1: Yeah you can fit it into a nice line I think is the thing Um and so it's I think that's That's interesting Um uh, the, the other thing that I think is really fun about this is he's explaining his whole backstory to Ava, who is like maybe one of the only characters who doesn't know what, any Kinderheim of this backstory is, yeah. at all. Yeah, she, so she's, she's, she's just like, like completely okay, lost. <laughs> like, yeah. Another fun
0: instance of characters explaining things to characters that don't know what they're talking about.
1: Uh, yeah. But, it's like we do. It's good. Yeah. It's um. Really good.
0: Because it's like but almost any other character involved in this would this mean manga, something to It would them. be incredibly important, but it's Ava, and she's like,
1: huh? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> like, I wish she would say that, honestly. I think that yeah. would, like, I think that would seal the deal. Um, but it's good, because, again, now we have, it's this phrase that has been for this reading, I think. It's like, whose plan is this? Right? And he's so confident that he's yeah. part of Johan's plan. But I, I don't really think he is. He seems like a sucker No, this to me. guy's
0: a fucking sap and a half. He's so yeah. lame. You know, like, oh, oh, yeah, we're going to take over the world. We're going to rule the world. If this idiot knew Johan's plan, he would know that Johan's plan is not to rule the world. It is to end mm-hmm.
1: it.
0: You know, like, to whatever degree that even means. Like, nobody knows what Johan's plan is. Johann's yes. plan has changed multiple times. We know it's changed. This guy thinks they're still doing the same plan from when they were kids. What a fucking sap.
1: Yeah, it's it's good. Um I like Do, do you have thoughts about that whole sequence in Kinderheim 511?
0: I think he's a coward. I think that sequence tells us why this guy is why this guy thinks he's the why apprentice. he's the
1: last one standing because exactly. he's able to convince everyone else to hey go out into the i mean because yeah. of the organization because at this point i mean wolf has been off the board of, i mean gedrick has been off the the board for the longest yeah. wolf has been off the board now uh Chopic is pretty much off the board at this point and he's been able yeah. to survive just by kind of hiding I yeah think, like they, you said. exactly
0: you know and that like and he thinks he's some like big shot but all he, he is thinks a, he's part of this plan he's, he's yeah. been protected by other people dying through other people's work other people's money you know he wouldn't even have his position i suspect if it weren't for johan because it's not like he killed his own dad it's not like right. he's killing people himself johan is killing people for him no he's a useful idiot who thinks that he's gonna be like important in the next phase of the world but it doesn't take very much thinking at all to realize that he's he's nothing.
1: And that's why I think he's able to have... What I think is a very good moment, I think is very good, is, like, Ava shoots his ear off, and then he goes full kind of rage mode because he's so vain and such a politician that this is, like, this is the thing that he cares about, that you've ruined my public image. Yeah. You know, like and that's what sets it off and it's a good fight sequence it is. like it you know him it's throwing tense. the book it's you tense. know i i like it it's good i yeah. think there's something that's like so there's nothing redeeming about a guy who's set off by how pissed off he is that his image has been ruined it's there's something so evil about someone obsessed with their physical appearance, right? And it's like <laughs> sure. I think it's a good comic book villain. Like in there's a there's a comic the the Sixth Gun that I really like and one of the villains um she is able to acquire a form of eternal life mm-hmm. and she's extremely vain and I think her her vanity is like her there's it's you know there's a reason that like well I don't know if vanity's one of the seven deadly sins. I don't actually know because that's a very Catholic thing and I'm not from the Catholic line of Of Christianity, pride, pride, right. So I, I think it's it's always there's, there's something that's very it's, it's narratively compelling when someone is undone by their pride, right? Yes, you know,
0: totally, you know, and it's also like the specific, like he he snaps a little bit, you know. I love the repetition. He's like, I'm going to take over the world. Yes, right, Right? yeah.
1: Uh huh. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a good, it's good. I want to watch the scene in that. You know, I uh, there's been. We've gone over why we don't really think we want to watch the anime, but there have been scenes where I've been like, I want to see how they how they did this, like how they voice acted it, how they how they made it move. And this oh, is one yeah. of them that I think I will probably. Yeah, watch. you're totally
0: right. You're totally right. That would be that would be cool. Yeah, I really like this character. I really like yeah. his role in things. I like it when he's around. Like, what a what a true blooded piece of shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just a, just this entitled entitled little little fucker. Weasel. Uh, yeah, total, total weasel. Uh, I really love the shot of, of Johan standing in the light um, when he lets when he lets Kristoff out of, out of the cupboard. Mm-hmm. I I think that's super cool, super cool. Um, and uh, and yeah, and everyone's confused about Nina not shooting them, um, but she doesn't do it. So there you go. Yeah, good chapter.
1: Okay. Uh, chapter 140, which is the chapter where I s- screamed, what? What? Out loud about five or six times as, as I read this chapter. Excellent deployment of color pages. Everything oh, about this chapter yes. is good. Yes. I kept having the horrible premonition that I was going to turn a page and see uh, conjoined twins, oh, thereby oh, even more validating oh, no. my you know, my prediction about things that were going to happen. Yeah. I was like, please, Lord, do not do this to me. Thank goodness that's not what happened. Yeah, I'm glad um,
0: we that would have been a bit much.
1: It would have been too much, I think. Chapter 140, Father and Mother. We finally get the story of Johan and Nina's birth. Their father was a German Czech who stayed in Bohemia after World War II and became a military big shot. His name is not important. Their mother was the beautiful only daughter of a teacher. She attended university and majored in genetic engineering. Her name... Is not important. The two fell in love and the woman became pregnant. The man then revealed that he'd been assigned to impregnate her impregnator as part of a genetic super soldier program the Czech government was running, but he'd fallen in love with her and wanted to abandon his orders. They tried to run away, but this too was part of the plan. They were captured and the man was killed. The woman was confined in a hospital and brought the twins to term, often visited by a man who sketched her, who she deduced was the designer of the program. She promised she'd never forgive them, and the twins would take their revenge. When it was time for her to give birth, she attempted to escape through a heating vent, but collapsed outside the hospital. The twins were born, and Franz Bonaparte refused to let her name them. Chopik reveals that Johann is looking for Bonaparte, who is still alive. The two arrive at a burnt-down building, where Chopik says that she can ask Johan what he plans to do herself. He's here. Ava and Tenma race through town with Kirstov bleeding out in the back seat. They demand Johan's whereabouts, but he claims he doesn't know. Tenma pulls over and instructs Ava to call a hospital from a payphone. Kirstov goads Tenma and says that he knows Tenma can't kill anyone, but Johan wants to see him anyways. Tenma runs away, leaving Ava behind with a message for her, saying he can't involve her any further, that he's ruined her life enough, and he just wants her to be happy. Ava breaks down in tears as an ambulance pulls up. At the ruined mansion, Nina walks the rubble and comes face-to-face with Johan. Oh, yeah. Dude! (laughs) The genetic super soldier panel, I screamed so loud. It's an incredible panel. It's all these faceless, like, men and women, like, Polaroids of faceless people. It was an experiment being conducted with several dozen couples. (laughs) He yeah. was hollering. Oh my gosh. What?
0: Yep. Yeah, man. It's brutal. Do you know,
1: you know, I hate, I say, I say this every time I bring it up, that I hate to do this, but Quinn, have you seen Evangelion? I don't remember. I
0: have seen Evangelion.
1: The backstory episode of Evangelion has the same vibes as this, where we get like the revelation that, oh, it's probably shinji's mom in there because like we have right, right, right yeah uh ritsuko's mom is in there and that you know it's all that when everyone was young working on this program before uh second impact mm-hmm. like that's what's happening here is like we're speeding through because what's the i can't remember gendo's left-hand guy is like they're they're interviewing him and we're getting the backstory and it's just like it's so it's after something horrible has happened and it's very quiet and just like matter of fact and like horrifying in in a way that i thought was very unique i think when i watched that episode and now i'm thinking like definitely has to come from a lineage of of cinema and episodic media and stuff like that like it's happening in the same way here where it's like the pieces are once again you know every time that we think it's the end it's not the end the beginning was or every time we think that it's the beginning the beginning was further back it was further back Mm. it was happening Mm. earlier and it was horrible. Yeah, and that's I,
0: I do think that's a, that's one thing that I've been thinking about in this reading is this idea that this this evil like has a lineage, like a legacy, like it keeps passing from person to person. Mm. You know, communicated, transferred. Um yeah, I really love the their names are not important.
1: Oh, it's God, so that's good. good. Mm. That's why I included yeah, it in oh, the yeah. summary because it's you did. I was glad you It's did. a powerful it, phrase.
0: It, killed oh my god and that, that, that
1: spread is so good like i'm going to describe the spread yeah on the on the right hand side we have their father we have a portrait of the father we have him in a line of military men we have a close shot on his face and it says his name is not important and then it's mirrored on the left side with the mother where it's her a uh, uh, wide polaroid of her her with a group of her friends from college a close shot on her her name is not important um it's good it's really good
0: also the color pages at the very start uh i think it's important to know we haven't really brought this up before but so there have been several color pages uh in the last few readings that are specifically flashbacks to the childhood of the twins and Mm -hmm. those pages are always in blue and red blue and uh yeah blue blue and red and into purples you know but it's You've got these very strong color filters on them, and that's just, I think that's a very interesting stylistic choice, and I wanted to, uh, you know, we've we've called it the color pages, but I wanted to say specifically, like, those pages that are flashbacks to childhood have very strong color choices made, uh, and very consistent color choices. It's, it's the same palette for these childhood memory color splashes, which I think is really, really uh, artistically awesome. That's great.
1: Yeah, um, and the man. the
0: negative space. There's a lot of amazing negative space on this oh, uh, yeah. on this opening thing. You got two panels on two panels on the right page, and uh, just a a, profile just a drawing, picture. not even yeah, just panels, a drawing, yeah. you know. Um, and so much extra space in the things. It's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, pair to start. Um, uh, one fun thing is that the the two of them met at a cafe in Prague. It's the Bernard pub again. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess Arasawa only took so many reference photos. He was like, I'll just do the Bernard pub. Um, I thought that I thought that was funny, man. And then the whole pregnancy thing, the escape. I know man, I her know getting out to the vent. That's
1: crazy, dude. Yeah. I was screaming. Yeah, like,
0: it's like it's hard. It's it's hard as hell when a normal person escapes, escapes through a vent. But she, she... was in labor. Oh, they show man. barbed wire. She got through barbed wire somehow.
1: I don't know. It's it's insane. Um, whose plan? Whose plan are we following? Whose plan are we following? What did What did she say? Uh, hang on. Let me see. Let me read it. I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. Even after I die, these children growing inside of me will take their revenge on you sounds like we're following her plan if we're following anyone's plan Whoa, ho, ho, ho. um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> 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 wow
0: we'll fucking see about that hey eh?
1: what is this mansion that we're at at the end what is this place
0: i guess it's not the red rose it isn't the red rose i don't it's know it's not Run it
1: 511 i don't yeah. i do not know we're it's just at a, a random abandoned a, building yeah, a random <laughs> abandoned mansion <laughs> um frankfurt
0: yeah uh somebody should somebody should tell uh Roberto. I think he's looking for a place. Um
1: I look, I'm I've been waiting for him to show back up. I th- <laughs> I think he'll be here, but maybe he won't. Maybe if he, he won't. if he doesn't show up again, I will be a little bit sad that we did not get one last glimpse of our trusted friend.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. The sequence where she's like I have thought of names and she just keeps repeating oh, it. Oh my god, it is it's s- so sad. sad. It's so it's it's sickening. She's so desperate like it's this so it's a she, normal thing. She repeats
1: of, phrases like, a couple times, yeah. and this is the one where she seems the most distressed, that he's not, you know. Yeah.
0: And this is the first time we see France Bonaparte's face properly. He just looks like a guy. Yeah. Just looks like it's a just man. A dude. And he always is, he's always wearing that terrible tie. He always has the same tie on.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about Ava and Tenma and how what he did is cowardish and selfish, leaving her there, not taking not taking her.
0: With I don't know him. if it's. I don't know if I would assign it to maybe not cowardish. I I yeah. think
1: selfish is, the, is the...
0: selfish for sure.
1: Because yeah. she's in this too now, and he's like, I like, am not happy. Like I understand why he has left her there because he thinks that he's protecting her. Yeah, but like, well,
0: you know, he just eats. that's not
1: what this relationship is anymore, my guy. Well, like, but
0: Tenma doesn't know what any of his relationships are. Tenma doesn't I guess know right. anything. You know, mm-hmm. like, he's living in his own little world of the only thing that matters in my life is, is killing Johan, you know.
1: I want Ava to get to shoot someone, I think is where I am at. <laughs> and now it seems like he has deprived her of it. I mean, she shot him in the ear, but, like, she's not going to get to, you know, pull the trigger in a way that makes her arc satisfying. But I'm sure, yeah. you know... Two two readings left. Maybe she will. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I really like um I really like that uh Ava's crying and Kristoff says, I yes. don't understand.
1: That's good. That I is a good that is a good note. That.
0: I also think it's funny that like Kristoff seems to he's taking being shot pretty well. He like gives Ava a Tedmas message. He's not trying to play any games, he's kinda like, Fuck I, you know, I guess I'm shot. He's shot in the leg? I, I think yeah, the leg, yeah. Yeah. And then Johan, there's Johan. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, all okay, right. Okay, one more, one more, one more. Chapter 141. Someone runs up the stairs at the three frogs, opens the door, and one of the twins says, "Welcome home." The Three Frogs is burning in the present day. Now we're back in the past. We're only present for one one page. Uh, back in the past. A couple of kids are at a farm in the countryside. Uh, well, it's it's the twins. I don't need to be cagey. It's it's, it's the twins. Hi, guys. Um, and they're hanging out at this farm, and there are a couple of adults, and, and the adults talk to each other, and they're like, oh, you think these kids have any parents? Uh, and they think about taking them in. And they do say, and they're like, well, probably we can't take them in, but we should notify the police. Nina says, look at the flowers. Um... Johan says, we have to go. I have a plan. They run away, and we pan to the dead bodies of the nice farmers. In the present, now, Nina has a gun. She points it at Johan. Johan says, Once when I ran away from the Red Rose Mansion and got back to the apartment at the Three Frogs, you greeted me. So now it's my turn. Welcome home. Nina says, You killed everyone that was ever nice to us. And we flash back to the death of the Lieberts. Tenma's in a taxi. The taxi driver asks him, Nice day, isn't it? Tenma says, Drive a little faster. Also, Tenma just has his gun. He's just holding his gun. He's just in the taxi. Just has his gun out. Um, He flashes back to operating on Johan. We also flash back to Nina shooting Johan as a, as a kid. We're back in the present. Johan asks, are you going to shoot me again? Nina says, yep, I'm going to end it. Johan flashes back to all of the times that he has seen something that could qualify as the end. And he says, I've seen the end over and over again. What is the end? Nina says, this is. You die, and I die. And she says, you've seen it? What did you see? What have you ever seen? You don't know, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really terrifying story. And for the first time, we see the door of the three frogs opening from inside the apartment. And one of the twins says, I'm back.
1: Cut to Matt uh, screaming along to Phoebe Bridgers, I know the end. Um, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> the end is here. Oh uh, my God. That is one of my favorite pages in this comic so far. It it's like end, a the, end, the end, the end, the end.
0: Great train. Um, like. Oh, Holy I thought you were talking about the very cow. last page. I the very last I mean, last that one's page. good.
1: That one's good. But my favorite is the page where it's it's all of these things that we have thought is the end, right? Yeah. It's it's everyone dead at the Red Rose Mansion. Kinderheim five one one burning. Johan sitting on the throne as Kinderheim five one one burns. Franz Bonaparte reaching for the kids. The mother dying. Like every the all of these plant. things that we have thought are the yeah. beginning. All of these things that have kicked off this thing that are the end of Johan is like a functional person. I don't know. None of it. None of it is. All of it is at the same time. It's man, there's a lot going on here. There's. And in, then, and, and,
0: and, and, and Johan's like,
1: I know the end. And Nina's like, fuck off. Do you really? Let Do me you tell really? you a really terrifying <laughs> and story. Hearing
0: Nina say that. Oh, that scares the shit out of me. When Nina says that you know um and she looks scared when she says it i'll tell you a really terrifying story um do we want to start with with that weird thing at the start like what's up with what's up with the farm what's up with the farm secrets why (sighs) it makes me sad it's it makes why do we got to do this again it just like it doesn't strike me as important it strikes me as kind of messy the time is like the timing of it all is unclear how long were they there did yohan just like slit their throats while she was out picking flowers or fucking what like it's it's cheap heat. exactly
1: um hey y'all you know, you know mom and yeah. paul can't what if well, if we murdered them and ran <laughs> off into the, into the into the wasteland yeah um, um that was a running I don't, I don't, sound
0: for anyone that was trying to figure <laughs> the out whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um,
1: i mean i think the only thing it establishes johan has always had a plan from the start yeah. Right? It, or yeah he has said that his thing has always been I have a plan I have a plan I he have does. a plan which um
0: yeah. yeah he has a plan um apparently, uh, fucking apparently, but I don't know it, it's messy and it strikes me as uh, especially as like my, you know monstrous type it's pretty tight and this is just a an unusually messy sequence to have in there that's
1: messy hey do you know what's not messy what's not you messy? die and I die too mm. that she's convinced this is why it didn't work last time. Is that she lived through it. You die and oh. I die too. We have oh. to go as a unit. Oh,
0: oh man. Well, there's so many you know? things in this in this manga that are just like conceptually frightening yeah that just that just give you the heebie-jeebies a bit like i've
1: said it from the start i don't like that johanna nina are treated as a unit like when that first got introduced because i loved nina so much i was like i don't like that we have to think about her as a unit with johan and i the comic is like yeah bud you shouldn't like that it's spooky (laughs) and that's the point
0: yeah i'm doing
1: it because it makes you uncomfortable
0: yeah that's the problem tenma put your fucking gun away in the taxi no, load that gun in the taxi. No, Look he cool. Just, he's just sitting there. He's just like holding it both hands between his legs, and the taxi driver just hasn't noticed. Hasn't noticed the gun. Like did Tenma have the gun holstered, and then he was in the taxi, and then he took the gun out? So the taxi driver just hasn't looked back. I don't know. It just seems strange. It just seems like a strange choice to have made. Um, I think probably though, there's a lot of great moments in this chapter, but my absolute favorite. My favorite by far. And you know me, I just love these blink-and-you'll-miss-it facial expression panels. But Nina says, you've seen it. And then she has this face. She makes this scoff. Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's this incredible... Guys, I read a lot of comic books. Right? I read so many comic books. And I can't tell you how unbelievably difficult an expression of this subtlety is to construct. You can count at least three or four different emotions in this face. That is this panel is is a
1: masterpiece. As far as I'm concerned, I think these four pages, even these three pages, because like flipping back, I I didn't even catch the end of it, right? It's like we have the the end, the end, the end, the end, and the last, the end is them dying on the border. And Johan says, I've seen the end over and over and over again. And then Nina's response is, What have you ever seen?
0: It's like, it's you, like, that's the fucking thing is that like he says this thing that you're like,
1: That's hard, and it's good. And like I said, that's my favorite page.
0: How could you possibly top that? And then Nina literally just deflationary move spikes his ass. Just like one ups him, you know, like, like, and, and it's even stronger because you just don't expect it to be coming from Nina, you know, like, like, what is the end? This is the end. You
1: die and I die too. What have you ever
0: seen? What have you ever seen?
1: Man, fuck. Good. Fuck.
0: <sighs>
1: how is there? How is there twenty-ish chapters left, <laughs> Quinn?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh. <sighs> and 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 seeing seeing the person come back, we've seen we've seen Welcome Home so many times, dozens of times now, and we've never seen we've never seen it from the other way. And now here it is. And holy shit.
1: Oh, man.
0: What a, what a reading.
1: What a good comic book this is.
0: It's a great, great comic.
1: Um, I think, I think that's it. Uh, I think we're, uh. Man, this chapter,
0: this chapter is such an incredible cliffhanger. It is, I think it might be the single best cliffhanger in the series so far honestly it's
1: really good like, i got i've been dying so, oh. i've been dying to keep reading me too
0: me too and we can do it we can do it now um
1: i can do it okay we yeah. just gotta get we just gotta get through segments so let's do <laughs> again yeah. are there really a lot of tenma moments here i mean tenma. i guess there's we more have more
0: tenma in this reading than like the last three yeah you know, you're we right have, okay. we had a lot of tenma i would say okay there's room for a you tenma go first moment. favorite tenma oh favorite tenma Is when he uh, is making the paper planes and he says, yes, you've just got to keep trying.
1: Yeah, no, it's because I think when he tells them stay in school and do your thing, that's not as hard. But like when he makes the good paper airplane and says like, yeah, maybe it is wishful thinking, but like you need to keep hoping. I think that's much better. I like that a lot. That's my favorite Tenma moment.
0: Okay, we got a lot of we got a lot of good side characters here. A lot
1: of, a lot of good side characters. Um, well, you spent a long time talking about that Nina micro expression. That, that, is that Nina your micro expression
0: by far. That is, I that that just that face, man. I can't get over it. it's it's this comedy like like it's a scoff. She she has so much contempt for him in that moment, but she's you know the the mouth is a little bit wobbly, so she's she's like on the verge of tears because she's so overwhelmed with the amount of like sorrow and then and then you've got the the eyebrows coming up and like it's it's sorrow and rage and and derision and pity and
1: fuck yeah um I think I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Ava crying and Kirstoff mm-hmm. uh, saying, I don't understand that's also a great um, trick. i was i I've was thinking gone, a big
0: christoph moment and i think that's a, yeah, yeah
1: i almost i almost went with um Chopic trying to make himself throw up the wine but i think i like the neat <laughs> i think fun. i like the that's ava fun. moment better yeah um because um, there's a there's yeah. a two it's kind of you get a two for one it's both of them having good moments there totally
0: uh side or unnamed gosh i love those silly serial killers
1: Oh, yeah, the alien guy's my favorite. Do you like alien or vampire more?
0: Oh, I don't know. One of those bat- bats flitting around the real vampire.
1: It's fantastic. That's
0: really good.
1: But there is something about imagining Johan pretending to be an alien that I think is so funny <laughs> I, that I that I like. Well,
0: I don't know if he's pretending. I, I, I was also wondering about that. Or if the guy is just read it as alien. an alien. Yeah, the guy like,
1: is so deluded. Yeah, yeah Johan uh-huh. could
0: have just been speaking German. You know, yeah. but I could, but I, I also right. wouldn't put it past Johan to do whatever it took to, to make someone, to, to play into someone's delusions. Yeah. You know, he could have just, honestly, he could have just been speaking Czech and this idiot yeah, you the right, might not yeah, yeah, have yeah. recognized it. You know, like,
1: um. I mean, flip a coin, I will like either of those guys better on any day, but I, they're so, but, a highlight I of really, this reading. We
0: didn't talk enough about their designs. Actually. Oh yeah, I mean because the vampire guy, really he's good. got
1: kind of like a, he's got like a widow's peak, yeah, got hair, little widow's right? peak, you
0: know, and then the uh-huh. alien guy's got this like egg bald head.
1: little glasses.
0: Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's, really it's very like Orisawa just reached into his into his trope toy box for these two, and I can't get enough. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, so that's that. Who's uh, who's, who's
1: rocking this week?
0: Rocking. oh
1: victims of genetic experiments.
0: I suspect you're right about that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the they, two, of two of
1: them combined. I mean, combined, you they, know, he tried to run, and even that was part of what they expected.
0: Yeah, if that ain't rocking, I don't know what is. <sighs> that's Man. that's rocking pretty hard.
1: And we and you already said she crawled through a vent and through barbed wire. If We're that's not rocking, I don't know. If what that's is. not rocking, like
0: <laughs> if that's not rocking, nothing's rocking. Uh, yeah, that's that's our that's our rocking. Um like standard that's, the, that's yeah. the yardstick great fucking reading absolutely fantastic you know just like really the kind of reading that really just keeps you engaged the entire time like the mm-hmm. whole way through real page turn man i'm so excited for the next one and again shout about before urusawa knows how to do a cliffhanger you could not put this you could not put chapter 141 anywhere, anywhere but at the else. end of a, vo- of a volume you couldn't do it you yeah. can't do it you shouldn't do it so just fucking amazing um ah man two more episodes and then the wrap-up episode that's
1: shocking to me yeah um we're i'm having a great time uh i'm excited to see where we end up so uh uh quinn where can the where can the people find you
0: so you can find me dude fuck fuck it fuck it twitter fuck it yeah, Twitter. i'm not doing it uh you can find my work at 200 proof that's two zero zero proof dot itch i o uh and you can also find me on blue sky made of blue sky uh that's blue at 200 proof games on uh on blue sky uh, i'm in a bundle i think that bundle's still going the blue skies bundle which is a, a blue sky exclusive ttrpg bundle you get what like 50 something games for 20 bucks a lot of really lot. really really good stuff in there several things several great pieces of work from friends of mine lots of great pe- pieces of work from people who i've never heard of in my life uh 20 it's you, like ttrpg bundles are always some of the best bang for your buck of like any bundle like including video game bundles any kind of bundle a ttrpg bundle you know it's what it's 450 dollars or something i i, I think for, for all that stuff it's it's absolutely absurd what you're getting uh, and so if you have any interest at all in indie tabletop role-playing games, go and check it out. Go and grab it. There's stuff there for newbies, stuff there for advanced story gamers. Everything's there. Blue Skies Bundle on itch. Matt, where are you? Uh, what are you, big guy?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm Math You can find me at uh, Blarple.net, B-L-A-R-P-L-E.net. Um, I've got another forthcoming podcast, Elf Nonsense. You can find that at ElfNonsense.com. Uh, so it will be coming soon. I'm excited about it. Um, I'm also on Blue Sky at Matt Fennell uh, at Blue Sky. I'm posting away over there. Uh, but yeah, I've been kind of not online as much recently. So that is that's probably good in general but I'm, I'm i'm happy to be here i'm happy to be on this podcast I'm, I'm having a great time i'm excited to see where we end up um next reading we will be doing chapters 142 through 151 which comprises takoban 17 and the first half of perfect edition volume 9 so we are in the end game this is home the last stretch, printed volume stretch.
0: let's fucking go yeah let's go woo, woo, woo. <sighs>
1: yeah what a what a what a what a recording today Absolutely,
0: uh, one of our best i i, I should say
1: yeah, for sure yeah i'm i'm yeah. i had a great time i'm excited Me to hear too. this episode
0: oh man cannot wait to start reading oh fuck all right well listeners i'm gonna go get to reading i hope you do too um mm-hmm. and until next time thank you so so very much for listening and thank you for being a friend
1: thank you for being a friend